Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It's a whole new ball game around here. A new sound spectacular. Sean Salisbury. The NFL quarterback, Sean Salisbury. The USC Trump. Long time friend, Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, it says I'm gonna win big. This is the all-new Sean Salisbury Show. Good morning, Houston. Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. Sean Salisbury, Brian LaLima, Ryan Money. The Astros lose to the Twins last night. They open up a series tonight at Minute Maid Park against the Angels. 7-10 first pitch, 6 o'clock the on-deck show right here on Sports Talk 790. The NBA Finals game one tonight. Nuggets and Heat. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Detroit Pistons. And Shannon Sharp leaving Fox Sports 1 after the NBA Finals. Him and Skip Bayless's run together on Undisputed is coming to an end. Fellas, good morning. We start with the Astros. Not a good night for Hunter Brown. Cruising up until I think about the third or fourth inning and almost K, and then it all fell apart. Yeah, he struck out, what, eight last night? Wasn't bad. And good morning, by the way. Um, I thought he was, you know, he showed moments of why he's got a chance to someday to be an ace, right? Yeah. But got to him, and, you know, Minnesota's a good team. And we know about their pitching, but... Couldn't hold it off, and they were able to salvage a couple runs, obviously, late with some home runs. What was it? Myers and Diaz both. Yeah, Yanir Diaz, but first at, home at run that, in the May Park. Yeah, at that point in the game, it was would have taken a whole bunch to come back from that. But uh, they're playing pretty good baseball. But the, the, the whole key for me is, obviously, when they pitch well, what did Dana Brown tell us yesterday? The Astros GM, score five runs, we're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. And that's true. And then the other side of it is their pitching has been so good. And Hunter Brown, what now is five and two, but he's been really, really good. He's still learning how to pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just is, is that age. No matter how explosive you are, you still, it's like a young quarterback trying to find, you know, the accuracy and football IQ and all those things. Pitching's so similar. It is. And you're going to have your games where you're like, okay, he's young and he still qualifies as a rookie. And he does. So he's in essence still pitching as a rookie. And, it's uh, you, you you know you have those nights and the key is when he comes back next time he's had pretty good success coming back after a bad performance you know what I mean yeah at least in the infancy of his career but the whole thing with this team is is the inconsistent level at the plate on a daily basis which we're used to and and, and we had this same conversation last year but you're starting to see some guys heat up Bregman's been swinging it pretty well paying you a couple more hits last night. The key is you keep them in the two-hole. So they're still nowhere near offensively what they're going to be. But it really comes down. Yeah, and they, they need to score more runs. But when pitching's good, the Astros will always be in it. And when, when their bat's awake, and the, 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 you'll see more 8-2 wins on their side. But Hunter Brown, I'm not worried about. It's, uh, it's part of the learning curve of being a th- pitcher, not just a thrower. And... We know he's got that in him, but it's the bats. The bats have to be consistent three, four, five days in a row. And the scary thing about it is they're, they've still won, what, how many? Out of the last 20, they've got to be, what, 14 and 6 or something, somewhere in that line. 
I mean, they're winning a lot of baseball games by not playing their best, which can be a good thing as long as the not playing their best lasts the whole year. Yeah, and they, they dropped the series to the Twins, and they got to turn around and take on the Angels. And last night, when you look at, <clears throat> excuse me, when you look at, you know, kind of just the box score, Hunter Brown, like you said, struck out eight. Walked a couple, I think, last night, but struck out eight, and they got, you know, s- some good hitting from Pena, but it's the inconsistency with with the uh, top of the lineup. When I say inconsistency, we're, and maybe it's not in the top, and the, the, you know, maybe, and I haven't looked at the numbers through and through. I mean, you see batting averages every day, but where they're getting, I guess, clutch hits with guys in scoring position, that type of stuff. We know the big names. Is that happening with everybody? The bottom line, just the naked eye says three, four games in a row where you're winning 6-1, 9-2, 8-2. Now, the, what was it, 11-1 to, 11 to the other day or 11-2? Mm-hmm. They, they have those in them. And that was against Oakland. You're going to face better pitching, and you ran into better pitching. And in, in uh, a couple of the games it showed, well, at least in one, and early in game one it showed. The, the, you know, the, yeah. They can pitch when Sonny Gray was on the mound, too. And then brought in bullpen, and that went to hell in a handbasket for them. So it's the, the offensive inconsistency is the Achilles heel of this team. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone, in, in, other than injuries, I don't think there's anywhere else. And outside of uh, those late home runs from Myers and Diaz, at that point, up until the eighth inning, they only had four hits, That's two from saying. Pena and two for Bregman. It's been, a, and uh, Ryan brought it up on our relevant uh, broadcast, too, and has. Why is it? And he asked me on the air if I believed that they, and they did, they ended up coming back in that game, but he made a great point of the, it's such a, I mean, the roller coaster, you know how sometimes the roller coaster, in between big loops, it's a long straight line to get there, and then you go back to another loop at a big roller coaster at amusement park. Unfortunately for them, the roller coaster, the loops come like right immediately, you know, yeah. one after the other where, oh, okay, we scored nine, or we scored 11, the bats were quiet the next day. Oh, we scored six, bats are quiet. Oh, two days in a row, you get shut out, right? So that's it. We know they're capable of exploding and dominating. For me, it's when are they, where where you're just like, good gracious, that's 12 days in a row. Like you watch this home run, double home run, where we get into where you're used to here, I guess. You know what they're doing? They're playing the type of baseball. The good teams, I mean, it's amazing that we're that spoiled that we're sitting here pissed that they're not scoring six, seven runs a night, yet they are nine games over 500. Crazy stuff, huh? They are, yeah, 32-23? 32-23, yeah. So there's that part of you that says, wait till they actually catch fire with their first five or six and a Brave starts raking and all that. But the problem is you don't want to be saying that 120 games. That, hey, you know what? Man, we haven't even seen them play their best baseball, and they're three and a half games out of first place, but it's coming. Well, it's, just, it's not the flashes of brilliance. It's the consistency and that part of the brilliance that we're so used to seeing with the Astros. Yet at the plate last year, guess what we didn't see most of the season? Consistency. Right, and pitching was lights out. Yeah. And now they're doing it with three cats. that have One qualifies as a rookie. The other two, one's an, an older veteran, one's been in the minor leagues. The th- three of their five starters are like... J.P. Uh, Franks, Belak, and... And only one was expected to be in the in the starting lineup at the beginning. And he wasn't even a regular in the starting lineup as a rotation. Right. Last year, he was a bullpen guy. So, and who qualifies as a rookie. So, think what they're doing, piecing it together. In truth, they're actually 
grinding out with all the injuries and the way they've played, you're thinking, damn. And did you expect Jolks or Myers or McCormick to be guys that we'd say, oh, we got to have them in the lineup or Dubon? Think about the four guys when we, th- we questioned bench depth, and now we look at it now and we're like, they got some guys they can move. And Diaz, yeah. you got five cats right there that you can move around and put in the lineup, and, and, and they do on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, you know, you said something about Abreu. Do you think he's going to turn the corner? He's down I told to 211. You, I told you my hot take at the end is that he'll be hitting over 275 or 280. He's down to 211 now. Right. Another of, of, Do I think it's a hot line. take? I absolutely do. But, but do, now, I, do I hope it's true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do I hope it's true? Of course I do. Yeah. 211, man. Ryan, what do you think? About Jose Abreu. I know you're a big fan. Uh, yeah, massive fan of Jose. No, I, I, I keep hoping that, yeah, it'll get better. He shows flashes of getting better by being more disciplined at the plate at times. You know, I see him take a walk every now and then. He had that really healthy single against the uh, ace reliever for the Twins the other night. Duran, he had like a 109-mile-an-hour single off 103 picks. Yeah. So, you know, and then obviously he finally got the first home run, so you just assume he's going to get rolling. So, like, I like all that, but overall, he's still not hitting well. He strikes out a lot. Sometimes he gets caught looking, and, like, to me, the pitch is, like, down the pipe, and he just watches it go by. So overall, I, I'm frustrated and disappointed. Obviously, his defense has been more than adequate, so that's at least a positive because the Astros have great defense. But I don't know, man. I, I'm interested to see if they're still going to try other people at first base. We haven't heard much talk of people taking grounders at first in the last week or so. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think, think they're so going to let him play but... through it. And you know what? For me, two things that stick out that he that, that people keep talking about is the way he works. And I am a big fan of he doesn't make I, I don't hear him make excuses out loud. If he's making them, he's making them to himself. And I think he's an easy guy to root for. He seems to fit in. The fellas seem to like him, self-deprecating on the sprint around the bases on his first home run. Oh, yeah. You know, like, hey, finally. I, I I think he's easy to root for. And I am. And I would, I would probably, unless there's an injury or somebody all of a sudden gets, goes to 25 of 40 in replacement of him because he has a sore hammy for a week, your first baseman's hitting 211, and he's not going anywhere. Yeah. They're not going to shy away from that commitment. $60 million over three years, the first year, knowing his history, or what, as, as some will say, the back of his baseball card says that you're going to stick with this because you know what you don't want to be. If you pulled him out of the lineup on a consistent basis now, you know what you're telling yourself? We missed. Mm-hmm. And the fans don't want to hear that. So what better to do? Sit him down on a regular basis and platoon him and admit that you missed right now or hope that the history of his game bears fruit, not even with the long ball, with the batting average. And you can say, see, resilience and sticking with him, look what happened. And guess what they're going to do? Stick to number two, not number one. Right. They're going to make sure that they ride this out to try and validate. And why wouldn't you? What's the better option right now at first base? They don't have another true there first baseman. Not, there's not another better option. That's exactly right. Right. So you put him there, and he's going to play through it, and and they're going to battle with him. And when you invest in that, you have to almost. Yeah. You, you almost have to see your buy low, sell high through. All right. And when it comes to Jeremy Pena in the two spot, he had a couple more hits last night. What's his re- What's the Astros' record with him in the two spot? We'll discuss that next on Sports Talk 790. iHeartRadio Access Day is here, giving you amazing access at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. Welcome back at Sports Talk 790, and it's iHeartRadio Access Day, where we give you access like never before. We've got Mattress Mac, 
deal is going on right now. He's afraid of heights in Houston. Only you can help him. Mac is sleeping in the bell tower at Gallery Furniture Headquarters on I-45 North between Tidwell and Parker, 200 feet above ground, and he won't come down until he sells 10,000 Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Today only, he has thrown in a $500 Gallery Furniture gift card that you can spend on anything. Buy a Tempur-Pedic mattress and help get Mac off the tower today, plus local delivery today. And also, you can spend the day with Dan Patrick and the Dan in the man cave for iHeartRadio Access Day. Head over to iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. One more time, it's iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. like Warren Buffett. I know everybody says money can't buy happiness, but it can buy me a boat. You're listening to the Sean's Halfway Show here on Sports Talk 790. Do you get a 110? Silver Bullets. Astros the Twins. They take on the Angels tonight, 7-10 first pitch. The NBA Finals game one tonight. Monty Williams is the new head coach for the Pistons. He signed the largest coaching deal in NBA history. So good for him. But you can buy me a boat. Yeah. Well, Monty's going to have some coin. He can buy me a boat. You're going to have a lot of coin. Yeah, yeah. Monty's good man, good coach. He can buy you He can buy you uh, more than just a John boat. Yeah. Speaking of John, we got John on the horn. Whoa. Was that your, was that you your, like that? Was that your segue? I, that was pretty good, wasn't it? That was John, your, you, John hey, you agree, right, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I like your lead in. There I, it is, right good. there. Sounds good. Yep, yep. What's on your mind, so, John? Hey, I hear, <laughs> so... Uh, you know, everybody's talking about the Astros, right? And uh, But, you know, I keep saying every season comes down to August and September. And uh, the Rangers really haven't had a tough schedule. I mean, I think ours has been much tougher going, you know, so far into the season. They're getting a lot of mileage out of their starters, and that's probably going to catch up with them because their bullpen is suspect. That, that doesn't mean they're not going to try to pull a deal and maybe go all in, Uh by the trade deadline, but but uh, I, I see you know as long as the Astros stay close, I'm not worried, and uh, I think uh, you know again August and September is going to tell all, and I think we should be you know certainly a lot healthier. We just can't afford to have more people go down, of course, but uh, I think we're okay, and uh, you know we've got some kinks here and there, but uh, I think Abreu will come around, and uh, I'm I'm not really worried at this point. I'm not. And I don't know, John, if you if you uh, by chance saw it last night, but Dusty Baker uh, didn't announce their rotation for the Angel Series because they're getting ready to extend it to a six starter. Nice. Yeah. So they're going to be yeah, extending nice. that to a six man rotation. Appreciate the call, John. Yeah, no doubt, John. Thank you. I, I don't listen. I, if you're panicking at thirty two and twenty three, John's not. You're not. I'm right. Not. No. Huh? I. Listen. With all that being said, they, they're 32 and 23. Right, and then the expectations are high, but sometimes it takes a minute to get to those expectations, and this is not abnormal. Matter of fact, I'll tell you the abnormal part. The abnormal part is that you're that at 32 and 23, that, we'd, that you'd be able to even get to that point with all these injuries. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're, they're in, you're in survival mode, and you go into that mode, and it'll it'll kick in because you know Jordan will carry you on your back for a month. Bregman's got those capabilities. Tucker hasn't even exploded like we expect yet, and so Tucker's struggled as, yes, as of late. Right, they're still got a, a lot to do, so uh, they're going to be fine. The pitching can sustain them. Going to a six man rotation, 
uh, I don't know who the sixth man is. I yet. would it assume was, it's Ronel Blanco being brought up from that AAA. would probably be the guy they I would think because he's been chattered about. You yeah, know, and the they, banter's and been they, about him. They said uh, when they sent him down, the idea was to put him down there. Lengthen to, him. Yes, correct. For sure. Yeah, you got to lengthen that arm, dude. You do. You got to lengthen it. Right. You got like it's like the Gumby arm. You know, the, yeah, with the rubber is where yeah. just that rubber arm doesn't hurt. When you got a rubber arm, you never get hurt. You know? Yep. Yeah. There you go. Who's Mister Fantastic? One uh, of the, from the Fantastic Four. He's yeah, never seen. He's basically a Marvel guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. DC or a Marvel guy. Mm. Uh, I, I guess I grew up a Marvel guy, but yeah. you know, I, I, listen, I just like characters, so it doesn't matter. I'm, I, mm. I could take either. Yeah, I like I like some I like some about both. Yeah, do they I do, do they like when people describe you? Like, do they say, "Oh, that's Sean Salisbury. He's a character." No, no, I, that's no, been okay. that's, we've all said that's a no, go to when you don't know what else to say. Oh, he's we'll, character. Uh, no, I've heard that I know. Yeah, I've yes. heard that about him. I uh, whenever character. I was, you know, interviewing for this position, I was like, well, what can you tell me about Salisbury? And they're like, well, he's quite a character. character. That's the go-to when you really don't know. Exactly. Really really know. Know. He's he's quite a character. character. Yeah. Who does that mean? I don't know. Just don't quite know. a character. You just got to meet him. You got to yeah. be around him. Right. You know? right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I was like, is that good or bad? They're like, well, you got to meet him. Yeah, you got to meet him. <laughs> it's good for some and bad for others. <laughs> what do you mean he's a character? What does that even mean? Ah, you know, yeah. just go hang out with him. Yeah. Who, said, him. who said that, bro? And then you're like, oh, and Ryan. I don't know, uh, uh, but then I go, oh, I really like him. They go, oh, yeah, I told you he was a character. You know, they're a great like, guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, sure he is. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, the, the uh, Astros are 58 and 13 when Jeremy Pena hits second in the last two seasons. That's right. including the playoffs. Uh, you know, when in doubt, put Pena in the two hole. Hit him second. Yeah. Because uh, I care about the, the two. And somebody will still, you say that, somebody will still say, oh, no, Brantley's got to hit two. Well, Brantley's got to hit first. We got to get him in a uniform. But you'll get that. I mean, we said last. No. Yeah. What do we call Uncle Mike? Uncle Mike. That yeah, is. Yeah, man. Uncle Mike, right? That's the right, nickname. Right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, hey, JP3. JP got to put, yeah, JP's got to go, but JP3, put him at seven or something, yeah. but six, but yeah. that's Uncle Mike. Yeah. Oh, even though Uncle Mike's not on the field, let's not hit Pena second and go 58 and 13. That'll win you some games. So, listen, they, they, Get a pretty good feel what's going on when the managers making the decisions. We as fans trip out every day on the lineup, but I uh, you tri- no, are you tripping? Dog? Not at all. I'm about to say tire shoes. Yeah, I'm not tripping. It's a good call, mate. Yeah, okay. Just don't tie them together. Right, exactly. See what I'm saying. Unless uh, you, if you tie them together, just hang them up. You know, it's like what I'm. Never mind. Probably. Yeah. 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 Which, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. We can celebration. Right, Ryan, yeah. Retirement party yeah, for let's you. Go. <laughs> let's go. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Boy, let's go, Broski. Um, so I, I'm, no panic. Oh, you know what's kind of in that? You're in the. We're not great, and we're not average. We're just over, well. No, I, we're not great. We're not bad. For them, I would imagine the Astros believe they're playing average to decent baseball, and that goes with their expect, which is a good thing. Their expectations of themselves, and I think what we think. Most teams in a league would be happy at 32 and 23, especially what you've been through. I ain't making excuses because nobody cares or feels sorry for you when the season's over. So they got they got to get some stuff done, but just consistency at the plate. And I believe it'll happen because I've seen the movie before with the guys we're talking about. What movie's that? Um, Astros. Well, it's like the 
Fast and the Furious. It's like, well, it would be right now like Astro 7. You know, that's like a oh, good yeah, one. Right, right. We'll seven, six. Six. Yeah. yeah, I got you. The other one's in production. Right. Right. Here right. we are. Makes sense. So this would be seven in a row in I the mean, ALCS if they get there. So it's, it's, it's an Astro 7. Right. And they're also the Astro. So it makes sense that they go to space like they did in Fast and right. Furious. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. That's exactly. City. Yeah. You can also yeah. go with Mission Impossible. They're on number seven right now. About to release number seven. Uh, doesn't Are they really? Yeah. Yes. Doesn't it? And it's and a Tommy TC. What? Tommy Cruise. It's yep. a two-part movie. Yeah. That, this is what's making me mad about these movies. It's like, dude, don't tell me it's multiple parts. Just make the movie, and then when it's over, I'll know that you're making another. Yeah. One. Just show me a scene at the end that says, "Oh, there's another there's one." Another one. Yeah. And another one. Put to be continued at the end of the movie. I'd rather have that than you yes. tell me it's part one. Right. Don't you think like, that you should have like a DJ Khaled just tell us that like right when the first one, this one ends. Says, so, oh, by the way, yeah, another and one. another, and another one. one, and just walk right off right there on the screen and drop his mic. Makes sense. There yeah. you go. This, so this so summer will be number seven, and then it's apparently part one. So there will be an eighth one, and uh, yeah, Tom Cruise is like sixty years old and still getting after it, doing his own stunts. Think about this though: seven ALCSs in a row uh-huh. if they get there. Yep, Mission Impossible seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're all yeah. Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know what, what Fast Ten. Yep, but right. we're, yep. Th- this is number seven. Not to be seven. confused with Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know? Right. Yep. But to be confused with Jeff Spicoli. Love Jeff Spicoli. Who doesn't? Spicoli. Yeah. So I think we're... It's gonna, you said not signs. to be confused? Yeah. Right. Let's, let's, and do, confused. let's pull a Spicoli. Let's order a pizza up. And right here, dude. Let's get access to a pizza. Let's somebody order a pizza? Hey. Right um, here, dude. Who was who was the? <laughs> nah, never mind. We'll talk about it off air. Yeah, I got Brecky on my mind now. Yeah, let's get breakfast salads. or Breggy. Brecky, not Breggy. So not Breggy bomb, but Brecky bomb. Correct. Yeah. Is this breakfast going to require salsa? No. Uh huh. No. Country Good gravy. Good call by you. Country gravy. Uh, nice. All right. Yeah. You know what you do. I, I know you, what that means. You know what does it mean? You well, end up on a toilet? Off air, yeah. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. You end up needing man wipes? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. No free ads, dude. <laughs> free ads. Come on, I didn't man. Name them. I you said did. That's man. what they're called. They are? Yes. That's the name of the. There's one of them, yeah. And what do I know? They're not paying me. Screw man wipes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just wipes. Oh, no, it's. D- Never mind. Yeah, see? Yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. I went with the generic one that right. has no name. You were going to throw the the dude word in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, dude. So you screwed it up. There's a pooch out there. Don't screw the pooch. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah, that's oh, exactly okay. what the kids are still saying it, too. No, I, th- I don't think the kids are saying that one. It would crack me up if a middle schooler is just like, oh, come on, man. I'll screw the pooch. Wouldn't that be classic? <laughs> be hey, so oh, te- oh, teach. You screwed the pooch, pooch. on that. Man. I know what seven plus four times three minus eight plus eight is. Please excuse, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yep. PEMDAS. Yeah, uh, dude. We all, all that? but you know what? Yes. Yes. Oh, of but course. They change math every yes, like, three I gonna, years. I was gonna say, <laughs> you could go seven plus seven plus seven, and you say, well, that's obviously twenty-one. Twenty-one, right? They <laughs> stick a parenthesis and a, dude, and a times it, yeah, in there. Man. It's like, no, you start from the back. It starts this, this right. first. The the plus and is it clearly equals right, three. Right, right. And that's twenty-one. And 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 then they're mad at you. Right. It's like, Super new math, you've taken a molehill and turned it into a mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seven plus seven plus seven, to me, is 21. Yeah. And if you put times two in a parentheses, it would screws be the whole thing up. 42. Right. Just screws the whole I mean, thing up. where I come from, where I come from, it's Cone normal bread. math and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Some cone bread, too.
Hey, yesterday you brought up the run differential. Yeah, you mean the Rangers yeah. won nine nineteen hundred and four to yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's look at this division because there's some interesting numbers here, and how does it affect the Houston Astros? And you also gave me the what? What are the Astros again? Fifty eight and thirteen with Pena. You paid that yes. off too. Yep. At, in the two hole. Correct. Pretty impressive. Yeah. We're going to look at the numbers here in the AL West and how it affects the Astros. That's next on Sports Talk seven ninety. 24 hours of experiences and incredible deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. This is the Sean Salisbury Show. Astros lose the Twins. They open up a series tonight against the Angels at Minute Maid Park. 7-10 first pitch. 6 o'clock. The On Deck Show starts right here on Sports Talk 790. NBA Finals game one tonight. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. Largest coaching deal in NBA history. What are you doing? Good for Monty. What is that, Sean? Was that a camera? You showing him camera? Practicing by signs. What signs? My hands. Your hand gestures. When I roll back into the crib. hand jive. You got to roll when you roll back into the crib. What crib? Because when I looked up, it looked like you were doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's no, exactly what you're doing. No, that's not what that's I'm exactly doing. what you're doing. You're doing like, like when of, I'm pressured yeah. by you're like when, you, when they press their chest together for like a like a, a photo. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I'm just I throwing up. You were like I'm throwing up some G signs, dude. Yeah, like Look. you're kind of making headlights yeah. there or something. I don't, I, but I don't. <laughs> what up, cops? Said <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about a cup. Yeah, I love when Paul Walker always says that to him, doesn't he? Pockets ain't empty. Hey, pockets ain't empty, cup. <laughs> Paul, not Wall. Paul why, Walker. Why do you want to see it? <laughs> Dude, what is it? I laugh all the time. You start to look at Paul Walker. You just got to see him say, <laughs> "Ryan, can you get that? Can you get that?" Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just so silly. Said, what up, cuh? My pockets ain't empty. Oh, when he's uh, walking, he said, forget about it, cuh. Oh. It's forget after about they it, just, After they just uh, so said, it's, uh, it's two parts. So yeah. the first one is like early in the movie, and then the second one, and he's just like, and they're walking away pockets and they ain't got, empty, cuh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we ain't hungry no more. Oh, hell. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Well, Ryan's working on that. Let's get to uh, Alex and Tom Ball. What's up, Alex? What's on your mind this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Good. Uh, Sean, I just want to make a comment about that uh, movie title you mentioned. That would be called uh, Houston vs. Everybody Part 7. Like it. Good call. Um, And that's the movie that will never get old. Yeah, we'll take part eight, part nine, part ten, part eleven, part twelve. We'll take them all, won't we, Alex? All in. Every, every day of the week. You bet. Um, I've just got one statement. And I'm gonna pose a two-part question for you, and after that, I'll hang up and listen to it. But uh, you know, I was at the game last night with my son, and we were watching it, having a good old time at the ballpark. And I don't know, the top of the lineup just wasn't looking settled in till late in the game. You know, I mean, Myers kind of settled in there at the end, and so did. Diaz got her, you know, their jacks going, but I mean, to start the game, they didn't look settled. They didn't look comfortable. Um, I think if they can get them settled in and settled down, they'll be able to start swinging a better stick and a hotter stick. Um, and then my question to you is 
how would you arrange the lineup to get them basically to kick off the hitting like it was in the years past? How, if you needed to move, you know, Pena to two and Bregman to three, or with the lineup they have, and then the second part to that is how would you align it with Brantley back in the mix? Um, y'all have a great day. I enjoy the show. Love listening to y'all. Appreciate it, Alex. Well, what do you think, Sean, as far as the lineup's concerned? Uh, for me, the way that I think they'd construct it, he's talking about if Brantley's back? Yeah. Okay. Or, okay, let's do it before Brantley. I think, me personally, I just think Altuve had a day off yesterday. We know he's still, obviously, fresh off the IL, swinging it pretty well. But I think when it comes to it, man, this is baseball. Like, the thing is... You're going to have to have Altuve in the one hole. You're going to have to have Peña at two. You got to have Jordan at three, Bregman at four, Kyle Tucker at five, and then Abreu at six. And then after that, it's however you want to configure it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. But in baseball, man, you have to just continue to push forward. If you want the truth, hitting is hard. Yeah, it is. I would, if you want to keep the righty lefty theme, then obviously Brantley's in the two hole or Kyle Tucker's in the two hole and Brantley or one of those is in the five. But like, right. And if. It, okay, and then you look at it if Brantley's back. Yeah, if you wanted to flip Tucker, if Brantley, I mean, if you were, let, let's just say you wanted Tucker in the two hole instead of Brant, you wanted a lefty yeah. there. And then if you, see, I think Tucker can hit anywhere. I, I do. Yeah, uh, I agree. Brantley's I agree. Probably a little better bat control, uh-huh. but less power in the two hole. But whatever maybe, it is, keep Jordan in the three and keep Bregman in the four. See, to me, the best lineup is this, and as much as I like. We always say, well, wouldn't it be great to have somebody like Pena or somebody down lower in the lineup they could still, you know, to start, to start the thing over, to have base runners for the top of the order? Well, why can't we say that about Brantley, too? You, you know, can. when people say, so if I'm not going righty-lefty theme, which to me, while it's nice, I don't think this team needs that. Right now, if, if Brantley was healthy today, I would go Altuve, Pena, Jordan, Bregman, Tucker, Abreu, Brantley, eight and nine. Yeah, that would be me. I would. The, the only reason I wouldn't go Tucker and Brantley. I mean, and Brantley back to back. I'd slide Abreu in the six hole in between them, and he may get you know, see a few more pitches. Right? I mean, is there a little? Don't you think Brantley's decent protection for somebody? If you put Brantley in the seven hole, like I mean, let's, the dude's gonna roll out of bed and hit three hundred. Right. I mean that's incredible. So it was two hole seven, and and we you win with Payne in the two hole. That's my lineup. So, um, yeah, I am I, I'm uh, the good call. He's right, but I think that they're still not close to being what they're going to be offensively. But I think we're close. The lineup you see at least the first five without with and without Brantley in the lineup, you would pump Abreu into the six hole. And keep him, you know, put him in the six hole where, where we had him with Brantley. And then the seven holes between the f- three or four guys that you're going to, and the catcher. Yeah. So, but the first six to me are fairly easy, honestly. And I would not take Payne out of the tool. I wanted Payne in the tool to start the season. Yeah. That's what we said. That's why I we that's what had I the same idea. Yep. So I think uh, when it comes to Michael Brantley, obviously we know the injury history, but when you look at his career, he's a career 298 hitter. He's literally going to fall out of bed. <clears throat> Excuse me, roll out of bed and hit 340. The guy's phenomenal. So if you can have him down in, in wherever in the lineup, it's a good thing. Yeah, What's and what's the big deal? Plus, you protect yourself, too, if you're getting on a roll and Brantley has a setback or needs some time off. 
Okay, throw somebody in the seven holes used to hitting there. And the tool, I don't know what Pena seems to thrive under more pressure. And he's got far more protection sitting. I think Brantley's veteran enough that he doesn't have to be protected and he'll still see some right at even if you don't in eight and nine. Mm-hmm. But Pena's got a, a situation. You're gonna roll Jordan in behind him. You're, 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 yeah, they're not gonna pitch around you. Right. Okay. So I, I just to me it's you know, and, and and Brantley's the type of guy in the seven hole. If they say, "Well, we, let's not pitch to him," then you're just hoping that one of the veterans in the eighth hole, or one of these guys that's getting a chance to play in the eighth hole, can do it. But Brantley's good enough to sit there and draw walks too. If you're not going to pitch to him, right? And it's rare that we get to the bottom of an order and you say, "Well, let me pitch around a guy to get you know seven. And it's it's a luxury for the this team to have when Brantley's there. But right now, Brantley's not here. So it's the first six we got. It's seven, eight, nine. You're going to mix and move. I wouldn't mix and move the six first six guys. I said forget about it, cuz. <laughs> I said forget about it, cuz. I love that. How we gonna do that, bruh? Pockets ain't empty, cuz. <laughs> and we ain't hungry no more either, bruh. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Pockets ain't empty, cuz. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What did it, what did he say at the first one? What's it, what is it? What the pockets ain't empty? Yeah, no, no, the other one. The other one. <laughs> the, the, very, first, the first one you played. Yeah. The, the, okay. The first. Don't want to hear about this, homie? Oh, so forget about it, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love it. man. That's good stuff. R.I.P. Yeah, those two had a phenomenal relationship on screen, which yes. I can only imagine was the same off screen. The way. Tyrese talks about him. Right. And it's, talks about him, right? It's like Sean, Ryan, and Brian, you know? Really is. Yeah, just three peas in a pod. Yep. Well, change it. You're not normally used to saying when it comes to your, like, metaphors. Mm-hmm. So it would be three peas. You said two peas in a pod or three peas? Three peas in a pod. Three. No, but I'm talking about three life green right beans now. in no, a pod. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about real life. I'm talking about real life, like. Yeah, tightness. This is that, you know what I mean? Like, I hear you, cuz. Man- <laughs> so forget about it, cuz. Yeah. I'm with you, Cuff. Pox ain't empty. Uh, the uh, Rangers uh, run differential before we go to break, 131, plus 131. Yeah, it was, I think it was plus 132 going into yesterday. They, well, they lost last night. But right. they, uh, they're first in the league. The Rays have a plus 119. Astros right now plus 49. Big run differential in the top team, and that's that's a an alarming statistic right there. And actually, if you look at the American League, the Astros have the third best run differential. And that differential's over se- like 70 different, or no, 90 different, right? You said 40 something and 132? Plus 131 and plus 49. So that's, in the, you know, what, around 80 or something like that? Somewhere in that 82. range? Yeah, there you go. Crazy, huh? That's nuts. Yes, Ran- it is. Rangers at 35 and 20. You got the Twins at 29 and 27. Tampa Bay Rays at 40 and 18. Those are your division leaders in the American League. Uh, something happened last night in the, let's see, was it the Mets game? Did you guys hear that audio by chance? Did not. No? Okay, well, I good. did since you sent it to me. Good. Good. <laughs> Francisco Lindor. What happened? What's that? Who was that? Ryan Mets and I think Mets Phillies. And Phillies. Yeah, yeah, Mets and Phillies. Good rivalry. Yeah. What happened? Philly broadcasters aren't fan of aren't fans of Francisco Lindor. What they say, we'll hear that audio next on Sports Talk Seven Ninety. You're listening to 
it is John Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. You can also listen to us on the free iHeartRadio app. The Astros take on the Angels tonight. A little AL West matchup. 7-10 first pitch. 6 o'clock the on-deck show starts right here on your home for Astros baseball. Sports Talk 790. Shannon Sharp leaving Fox Sports 1 after the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals game 1 is tonight. Monty Williams is the new head coach for the Pistons. Largest coaching deal in NBA history. Uh, the Phillies took on the Mets last night. Francisco Lindor had a ground ball hit to him at shortstop. Kind of lobbed the ball over to first base. Got the out. Runner didn't even take off. Phillies fans, or Phillies broadcasters, took exception to it. And this is what they, this is what they said. Line drive right to Lindor. Just, you got a problem with that, the way he threw it over there? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Be a little bit more professional about it. Yeah, hey, almost like, you know, the showing me assault in the wound. Listen, it is what it is. It was going to be a double play no matter how he got it over there. I thought he was just going to toss it to McNeil. So, sorry, it was not a ground ball. It was a line drive. Yeah, that's where the audio ends. And I watched, you know, it came with video, obviously. So when I was grabbing it, I was watching it. I don't really understand the play. Like, how how is there a play to where it's going to be a double play no matter what? And he was able to get away with throwing it to first in such a lazy manner. Because the runner at first was on uh, his way to second stealing. So he was that far ahead trying to steal that yes. Lindor. He was, was already like, at, he was already at second base. Like three quarters of the way plus. Right. Yeah, okay. line so drive just like catch. I couldn't see him on the video for some reason. I was like, I couldn't see anybody on base. That's what made it confusing. Could have yeah. rolled it over there on no no, no pun intended for you. Could have rolled it over there like a bowling ball and got him out. Yeah, he basically, it was did. a three hopper. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It was bad. But he could have underhanded and rolled it to him and got him out if he wanted to be a real taunt. You right. know, and taunt him up big time. He said, yeah. "Poor." Pour salt in the wound as if the Phillies are getting beat 10-1. It was 4-1 to at the time, and it was the top of the fifth. And these broadcasters, oh, pour salt in the wound? I just said, what, what are we complaining well, about? I think the wound is the fact that... It was a double play? It was a double play. Man. And the guy, like, just had a bad read, got unlucky, and went to second. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. That's... Sweet. Overdoing it. Just, just... We pout about the, the, the dumbest things in, in sports on TV now. We do. People are upset by the, the most. The, the more I think about it, I know I don't want to be the guy who says, "Hey, man, you're you uh, just you know deal with it and uh, stop them if you can." I, I get all that. Oh, don't let them score four more runs than you. And then I think on the other side, we do a little too much taunting, right? Uh-huh. At times, yeah. But the truth is, we chase a ghost and we ch- borrow trouble more than, and not we, meaning. Like, did that really, I understand an opinion, but was it really, is it going to keep him up at night? Right. I, I think I, I don't like going, too much showboat. My thing is we, we, we're sensitive to everything. I don't like the unwritten rules of sports. Right. There's two, well, there's, baseball there's, has a million of them. I was going to say, baseball has a million of them. And, and I, I generally speaking, there's a few that I'll deal with, but generally speaking in any sport, I don't like the unwritten rules because that's where you're talking about, Sean, where like broadcasters and players and managers and people just get in an uproar about the littlest thing and get all upset right. about it. And it's like, dude, it's not even an actual rule. Calm down. Right. And and it's you, it's such a good point because like it's almost like you got a list of things that you're supposed to, hey, be offended by this. It's number five on your list. Guy hits a pop fly and jogs it out and the ball falls. They still throw him out of first base and you're mad at him. That I get, right? It's like, come on, dude, run it out. Yet most players, I'm watching Freddie Freeman yesterday, hits a ground ball towards second. Starts his jog, ball kicks off, he has to sprint to get to first base, right? You see it all the time. Freddie Freeman's not a guy who is, you know, lacks hustle. But, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. The list of 
it's almost like, well, this is an unwritten rule. Well, then they add a new one. It's not. It's just what can you be offended by? Yet on the other side, if you and I were in there, if us three were in there doing a, a game, a broadcast game, wouldn't we have also said at some point, well, what's he doing, man? What, would, would you have just questioned, like, does it bother what, What's he doing? Because I am bothered by a guy who hits a ground ball and ba- ba- barely leaves the batter's box. I think that yet, in truth, you're like, come on, man. These are pro baits. It's a, a chopper to second base. The guy's going to throw you out. So, and when I say bothered, it doesn't keep me awake at night. But people choose a lot of things to be offended by. And the other side of it is have the respect part of There is a line between having a blast and then overdoing it. And maybe they felt, or obviously they felt Lindor overdid it on that. I just, it, it's... But it's, what do they mean, salt to, like you said, it's a, yeah, well, you're a three-run homer away from winning the thing. Right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get... They're tying it, at least. Yeah, the uh, the throw was a three-hopper. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think that uh, we find ways to complain about anything these days. Anything and everything, especially in baseball. And it goes back to what you guys just said about the unwritten rules. There's so many... What, what did you want him to do? Rear back and launch it at him? You're not supposed to, if you're up 14 to nothing, you're not supposed to try to hit the ball out of the park, I right. guess, if you're a player. Right. I'm supposed to hit a slow roller to your shortstop so you're not offended that you put a everyday player into pitch. He threw me a fast, so am I supposed to swing and miss and embarrass my own self? So I hit it 450 feet. Now, if I hit it 450 feet off the right fielder and he's throwing 70 miles an hour and I stop and bat flip and watch it. Yeah. Then there's that. That's the fine line between. You that's me, just batting being an ass at that right. Point. That's a, that, and you're getting hit the next time you come up. Yes. Homer off me because I threw one right down the plate, and you run around the bases normal, like it was batting practice, and you're sprinting it out. You're you you run around the base after. Hey, run to third after you hit this home run, and do that. I have no problem with it, but the taunt part. So there's a fine line, but you know what? It people choose to be offended by anything they want, and they were down. I guarantee up five to four. Probably wouldn't have complained much yeah, as a broadcast no. team. Oh, what, what do you think? Just for fun here, what uh, what's the most egregious unwritten rule in baseball to you guys? Oh god! I mean, I know there's so many. Somebody else go first. Egregious <laughs> or just gosh, I, I, out I, there? I, I want to. Th- we can talk about it. Come back. There's a lot of them. For instance, and I don't know if this is egregious, but so I throw you a fastball. Uh-huh. You hit it four thirty. Yep. And you take 30 seconds to get around the bases and you're staring at me the whole time. The next time you come up or a guy comes up and, I'm, and, and I pluck you in the ribcage. Oh, unwritten rule. You shouldn't be, th- hey, listen, deal with it. He hit a home run off you. It wasn't the home run. It was the, well, and, you know, Madison Bumgarner gets mad if you like strike God. out and just like look at the ball, right? He, he gets mad. But at, you know, there's he gets a fun, mad at the clouds. Right. So uh, unwritten rule. You're not. We have the what? You're not allowed to steal up by what four or five or more in a right. certain inning. But I agree. There's certainly you don't want to. I always say this: if you're not embarrassing your opponent, you, you, everything's going to be fine. If you're Otani and you hit the ball he hit yesterday, and he didn't gawk at it, he watched. I'd have sat back and watched it too. Damn thing goes about 480 feet. Although they said 459 after originally saying 470, it was farther than 459. So yeah. uh, if you want to observe it for a second, I think you also got to take to who the person is in mind that's doing it, right? Yeah, and what they're all about. So I don't know. Do you have one in particular that bugs yeah. you the most? Yeah, it kind of bugs me a little bit. Uh, like when a guy's got a no hitter going or a perfect We're not game. Not to talk about. That's you're there, right. There's that one, but then there's also the hitter at the plate tries to lay down a bunt to break that up. Yeah, that no, that's just bush league. Yeah. That's not even under. That's that's friggin'. That's a, that that should be an etched in stone rule, dude. 
yet there you'll get this part says guys just trying to get on base. I, you got to do it the right way, swinging okay, so ninth inning right. That's what bugs me about it is people that don't understand it. You got guy who got a perfect game going. You're down five nothing in the eighth inning. And you're trying to bunt. Yeah, come on, dude. If you're gonna break it up, now, smack a double or something. Guy walks, man on second. You need a sacrifice fly. You're up. You're down one to nothing, uh-huh. and you want to bunt him to third. Oh, yeah, get him over. And it's a base hit bunt. I, I got no problem with it. Yeah, you're still trying to win a game first, but right. there's just comes with class and embarrassment. But I'm with you on the. I've never listen. I'm obsessive, compulsive, and superstitious in some ways. I get the, the, the fan bases that get so mad if anybody mentions, hey, he's got a no-hitter through five. What do you do? As if yeah. you're the reason. Like, right. Oh, it's, Like, you blew it. Right. It's like the, uh, when the, uh, what's it called? The beat writers are doing what they're supposed to do as their job, reporting the game, especially on Twitter, because a lot of those beat writers, they talk about different things that happen in the game. For the people that aren't listening or people aren't watching or aren't at the game, and people freak out. Brian McTaggart will say, hey, so-and-so's got a no-hitter going, and then, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah as it, as it, blew it. As if Brian's the reason that the guy gave up a hit. Right. It's just, it, uh, to me, it's the dumbest. I understand people's superstition for the in-game broadcast crew, but I'm not... I don't. If if I want to tell you, we're sitting on a pod, a cast of the guy in the seventh inning. Hey, man, you got a no no going. Yeah, and it's you and I, not in the stadium. We're just talking on a radio show. What are you doing? I, yeah. Well, I'm just letting you know my job's to inform. Yeah. If you're not watching, why are you listening? Right. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. We'll continue to talk about these unwritten rules in baseball, and also there was something that Dana Brown talked about yesterday with our interview that got a lot of people talking for some time in the future with this season. What do you say? We'll talk about it next on Sports Talk 790. It's a whole new ballgame around here. A new sound spectacular. Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. This is the all-you Sean Salisbury Show. 701 here in Houston, Texas. Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. Sean Salisbury, Brian Lima, Ryan Money. Astros lose to the Twins. They play the Angels tonight. 710 first pitch. 6 o'clock, the on-deck show. Starts right here on your home for Astros baseball. Sports Talk 790. You've also got the NBA Finals game one tonight between the Heat and the Nuggets. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. He's signing the largest coaching deal in NBA history. Last segment, excuse me, we talked about some of the unwritten rules in baseball. And it looks like we've got Calvin wants to continue to talk about that. What you got, Calvin? Hey, fellas. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid... I would watch uh, Chicago baseball when Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall were announcing. And they would get a guy that wouldn't totally run down to first base and run it out. They would tear him up. They would just talk bad about him. And, uh, you know, I was saying, you know, he's making all this money. He can't run the first, first 90 feet. And, uh, and that's what I see nowadays. I mean, I even see... Uh, he, um, Jose, Jose uh, Altuve, I even seen him kind of just lag it out, you know. And uh, I remember, too, Biggio, there'd be a pop-up, and Biggio would be the second base, that guy would drop it, and he'd be sitting on second base. So, you know, it just gets kind of frustrating. You see them guys making all that all that money, and they can't, can't run out a ground ball or a fly ball. That's all I have, fellas. 
Thanks, Calvin. Calvin. You know what I, I think? Hey. I, I, I don't actually. Hey, Calvin. <laughs> this bud's for you. <laughs> Calvin spelled backwards is Nivlak. <laughs> okay, that's what Harry. That's how Harry would do it. Hey, Calvin spelled backwards Dutchy. Um, this bud's for you. Uh, I okay. I don't think players <laughs> don't run it out because of the money. Okay, I, I know we as fans perceive that, right? Mm-hmm. Then I put myself and I say, would you really run out every pop fly you hit when you're frustrated, you slam your bat? Are you going to sprint to second base? Yeah. I know that. No, you're not. Yes. I, you, you, and the, when you're seventh grade, you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I understand what Calvin's saying because I do get frustrated, but you know the only time we get frustrated mm-hmm. is when the guy makes an error on that hit. We never talk about it. You should be a two. Right. We never talk about it. Or when a guy hits a. Monster, you know, he'll a hard line drive and he sets and watches it or a medium fly ball that's deep, but it's medium uh, height. And he stands at the plate, kind of jogs out thinking it's out and then has to haul ass to get to second base. Well, he could have been standing on third if he just sprinted out. We always do that. But if he steps out of there and, and doesn't watch it and it hits off the wall and he gets to second, it's just, he's still a second. We, yeah. we, we, get, we get frustrated and mad, but we never talk about it unless... Somebody drops it or somebody boots it when you're not running fast or running it out. Other than that, we don't ever pay attention to it. No, no, we sure don't. It's that one time out of a you know a pop fly in the infield. How often on pop flies in the infield is ball drop? Well, not very but often. But it's that one time everybody's going to say, oh, he should be standing on second. And Biggio, Pete Rose approached it the same way. Steve Sachs loved Pete Rose. He'd sprint everything out. <clears throat> I think you're, those are few and far between. Guys aren't doing it. Even the guys who work the hardest and are studs and love playing and love baseball. They're not sprinting all of them out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the one time it's booted, you're like, and you still get him out. Like, dude, if you'd have been sprinting, but we rarely talk about it. Yeah. And then I think the, uh, what is it? The uproar that people get when guys bat flip. Like these guys these days have a lot more flair than what we're used to seeing. But there were different types of flair back in the day. Barry Bonds. I mean, dude, when he hit home runs, he admired it. Maybe not with the obnoxious bat flips like some, like Jose Siri. I mean, he's on fire right now, and you see some bat flips and a little flare from him. But And they get so mad about that. I know. Yeah, but I, I also, if you're bat flipping up 8-2, to two, I think it's stupid. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a different story. Now, bat flip to win a game. And I also am not sure I'm bat flipping like a like Mookie Betts let off the game for the Dodge yesterday with a home run. But first pitch. Yeah. And he hit into the seats, line drive, and dropped his bat and ran around the bases. My, my point is, had he stood there and watched his line drive go and then flipped the bat towards his dugout, it started to- yeah, yeah. I understand you're excited about the start of the game. Mm-hmm. I think there's a time and a place for I like a good bat flip, especially when the game's on the line. Up 8-2, to two, guy bat flips, and he's hit his 10th home run of the year. Yeah. I, uh, to, to me, and observes it and takes his sweet time getting around the bases. That, to me, is antagonization, and you may get run. I'm going to have to run one in on you next time up. Yeah. Well, don't. We'll stop him then. Okay, great. I'll stop him. I'm going to let him know that uh, enjoy your home run. But you were up 10 to 2, dude. You don't need to sit there and, and you know, take 45 seconds to get around the base pass. Right. You know, yeah, that, I, I always think a there's little, a fine line of respect. That's a bothersome point for me as well. You're down 3 to 2. Get your ass around the base. In the seventh inning. I don't care if it's game 10 or game 140, and it's intense, and you're playing a rival, and all of a sudden you homer Astros against the Rangers and Altuve homers to put him up 4-3 in the seventh, and he bat flips. Why would I be mad at that? It's just a man. I mean, you're getting excited about the enthusiasm of, uh, and your passion for the game. What's crazy is if you don't show that passion, we think you don't care. 
if you show that passion, we think it's too much flair. Right. There's a time and a place for it. Bat flipping up nine in the eighth, probably not wise. Yeah, probably Unless not. you want to get hit. Right, yeah. exactly. That's an unwritten rule. You want to get yeah. hit, bat flip when you're up 10-1 to 1 in the eighth inning and you, you, you hit a good pitch of mine to the right center field seats and you're going to bat flip after you hit your ninth home run, not your first of your career. Your ninth home run, your, your ninth home run of the season, and you're up now twelve to one. Yeah, probably not wise. Right. You just hit a two out, two run homer to put your team in the lead in the eighth in in game twelve. Bat flip your ass off. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. I don't know. One of the many unwritten rules, and it goes to what you're saying, is the don't run up the score. I mean, that's one of my least. No, no, no. Favorite. I said hit I know, the home I run. Know, I know. Hit the. I don't mind running to, up the score. Hit the home run. run you don't need don't to bat, bat flip. flip up twelve to one. In the eighth inning. Right. No, I get that. And But I was also going to say, we've seen like NBA players, and we saw one before we started the show, they throw up a three-point celebration if they're up 20, or they throw up a three-point celebration if they're down 10, like we saw. Well, that's uh, just stupid. The, right. Unfortunately, in bad basketball, we can't throw the ball and hit you in your head the next time we see. I guess you can. Or th- may I guess throw an elbow to your throat when you come down the lane the next time. But, yeah, that's somebody who doesn't recognize the room. Brittany Griner is who you're talking about. Yeah, that was but BC, also, we saw the dude. highlight, right. What I was going to say, too, though, is even though it's a team sport and obviously we have a team score that we're you know trying to beat the other one, but there's still an individuality in sports. Like if you do something out there, whether you're winning or losing, you probably want to celebrate it. But like you said, it can get excessive. I found my least favorite unwritten rule as a fan. So that especially in baseball. When you catch a foul ball, having to give it to a kid. Or if you catch the other team's home run, having to throw it back onto the field. Maybe I don't want to. Maybe this is the only baseball I've ever caught at the ballpark. I don't want to give it to a kid or throw it back on the field. Maybe I want to keep it. And give it to your kid at home. Right. Right. And I, well, I don't have a kid at home. But But if you did, I'm talking about Right. I shouldn't be booed for keeping a baseball that I caught. If I caught it, I can do whatever the hell I want with it. When you should be booed is if you jumped over into the female's lap who's holding an eight-year-old. Of course. Who put his glove up and you, and you, and you okey-doked him for the catch and it said, yeah. That's a good play. I'm showing my prowess. Right. 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 And then the guy, the kid's sitting there and a tear starts rolling down. So that's, that's different, right? Do you guys know who Zach Hampel is? No, he's, no. A, he's a good example. <laughs> oh. I think it's I think it's Zach Hample. He's yeah, a good okay. example. So Zach Hample is this guy that goes to like all of the ballparks and he literally catches like home run after home run. He's a total how I don't know. He just he finds his way in to the he home run no, spot. He finds his yeah. way. Yeah, he like looks at statistic, but I don't know. Somehow he always catches home run balls, and he's notorious for snagging home run balls. Regardless if kids are around or not, he will push kids out of the way. And he's like a 40 something year old man. But he wears it as a badge of honor? Yes. Oh, okay. See, he has his YouTube channel. Right. So last night, actually, at one of the games, I think, yeah, it was at the White Sox game, uh, a kid caught it over him. And it like lit up the internet because people can't stand this dude. Oh, good for the kid. I like it. He's the guy in uh, in the hoodie there. And the kid's got the baseball. I love it. So that's a different story. Like, don't go and tackle a kid or a woman out of the right. way, right, to go get a damn. Now I do follow. I've ball. caught a handful of balls in my day. Like, balls been hit and land in the seat next to me. Caught a handful like, of I, balls. We yeah. Know that, well, man. who doesn't? You're right. It wasn't an Astros game. Was it the Astros game? Might have been the Astros game or another. I can't. We last three years, four years. Ball came up, caught it. It was like a Sunday game, <clears throat> and the kids were running around trying to get it. And it was so I don't even remember who hit it. And I didn't really care. Yeah. And I there's this there was a young girl and her mom were there. Handful rose down. She wanted. I just walked down and said, you know, 
Here, this is for your daughter. And yeah. Gave it to her because I didn't care about the ball. Right. Now, Aaron Judge hits a home run and you want to keep it, Rhino, and you got that you can't be held guilty. It hits you and you're like, this is Aaron Judge. I want the ball. Yeah. You shouldn't feel guilty that the kid three seats over didn't catch it. No, you're exactly right. right. Like be that's, an athlete, kid. Right, right, exactly. Right. Happens. That's what I would say. It happens that's now. What I would say. Now, if you're a guy who's a serial home run catcher. That's Zach Hample. And you got 50 of them, it's like, okay. Or the situation calls for, come on, man. Yeah. There's a come on, man situation. And then there's all. and But you're right. You shouldn't feel guilty. Nobody knows. That maybe you have somebody at home that Aaron Judge is their favorite player or the George Springer or Altuve. And that your kid who's nine wants it. And it's a treat for them. And then you, but you can't explain it to everybody. Oh, give it to the kid. I am. He's sitting in my living room at home. Couldn't come to the game today or whatever. But you're right. But most people, but they'll guilt trip you to give it they away, sure man. Will. So I just here, take it, man. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, yeah, Can you imagine it. doing that? Can you imagine doing that? I just broke the altar. Just take it. Yeah. What, dude? That's four million dollars. No shot. Yeah, exactly. No shot. Well, as you part. say, what do you say? Screw the kids. Yeah, F them kids, man. Yeah. It's the Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's the Michael Jordan meme, dude. Can you imagine the F them kids? I'm, I'm like Ryan, dude. Be more athletic, son. You got yeah, a glove on. Use it. Hey, you know what we need to do? Everybody didn't get a trophy when right. you're around me yeah, catching fly right. balls. Go get you, you so far. No, that no, can't believe you. But unwritten rules. I uh, like I said. I, if you listen, I don't. And I'm the other guy that if your third team's in in a basketball game in a high school game and you're still sc- scoring, Play and you're up defense. fifty. That's exactly that. Yeah. those guys. The third stringer doesn't get in there very often. He deserves a right to go shoot a jump shot and feel good when he goes home. Exactly. Right. Now me dropping back to throw with my starters up sixty mm-hmm. with three minutes to go in a college football game. Shame on you. Yeah. But if I'm up 40 and I put the backup quarterback in and he hasn't played and I want to get him four or five throws and we're at our own 20, guess what I'm doing? Uh, he's going to throw. Right. Don't beat that. Now, I'm not going to go deep and keep calling deep balls to rub it in. There's a time and a place. But I want my backups to get a little fun, too. Yeah. They deserve it. They got to get some work in. Yeah. So, yeah, I keep score when it comes to that. And so should every 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 60-year-old, right? Yeah. You go play golf with a buddy and you're betting 100 bucks. you want to lose? Uh, no. Thank you, and no. good night. All right, exactly. No, we're going to lose. we got the stakeout next on the Sean Salisbury Show. Cash in on incredible deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. It is iHeartRadio Access Day. We give you access like never before, and it's all at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. And Gallery Furniture Mattress Smack is afraid of heights. And Houston, only you can help him. Mac is sleeping in the bell tower at the Gallery Furniture Headquarters on I-45 North between Tidwell and Parker, 200 feet above ground. He won't come down until he sells 10,000 Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Today only, he is throwing in a $500 Gallery Furniture gift card that you can spend on anything. Buy a Tempur-Pedic mattress and help get Mac off the tower today, plus local delivery. You also have a chance to attend a live broadcast of The Herd with Colin Cowherd, and it's all a part of iHeartRadio Access Day. Check it out online. iHeartRadioAccessDay.com Alright, Sean. What are you hearing out there? Now, the Salisbury Stakeout. Salisbury Stakeout. On the Sean Salisbury Show. It's time for the Stakeout here on the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. You can also listen to us on the free iHeartRadio app. Astros and Angels tonight, 7-10 first pitch. NBA Finals Game 1 tonight as well. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. Good for him. Good guy and a hell of a coach. Can you imagine being in a position? Here's a guy. Yeah, here's a guy. Can you imagine being in a position 
to, to be an NBA champion three straight years, and you're you've and one of those you had the best record. Another one, you were up three one in a series or two zero in a series against Giannis, and you've been coach of the year and you're fired. It's crazy. How quickly, I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly they move on this stuff. It's crazy. And Monty Williams has been really, really good in Phoenix. Yeah, I think it's a big hire for the Pistons because they were looking at just going with an assistant and continuing their their rebuild. And Monty Williams became available, and they're like, well, let's let's jack up this rebuild and get it going faster and get a quality coach, sign him for a long-term deal. Be interested to see if he gets to coach out all six years. Um, but uh, very, very pleased for the uh, the Pistons. That's a, you know, whenever they just go with an assistant that has never coached before, you almost just feel like, oh, this team's still going to be bad. So um, they're going to get for them. He'll get the most out of them. Yeah, Monty's exactly. a good coach. So what do you got for the stakeout, Rhino? Yeah, I just want to find out what Sean's been hearing out there. <laughs> um, um, All right, so there you go. I'm going to go. That Aaron some- Rodgers. Oh, He's yeah. going to be out of OTAs. I mean, it was again. They talked. They're talking about him this morning with the NBA Finals tonight. But you're leading with Aaron Rodgers. Got a little bit of a. It was it a t- tight hammy? What is it again? Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a calf. calf, calf, calf. Strain. Yeah, it was supposed to be uh, super minor, and it looks like it's lingering a little. I don't know. Bit. I mean, oh, OTAs. Man, I'm now let me ask you this because I was going to preview the finals a little bit, but yeah, let's is do that. Aaron Rodgers. The best quarterback to go from the NFC to the AFC this offseason? I would say that that's probably true. Nice. Wow. That's a question that you could, well, that's be a perfect fit for one of these morning shows that you're talking about because some of them, some of the questions are so baffling and stupid. I don't get it. That's Aaron Rodgers, like two straight weeks of, he's one of the leads on a show that's not an NFL show and this isn't the NFL. I mean, we're, we're in the NBA final season, Stanley Cup. Uh, but it's content, and people will tune in and watch it every day. There you go. You all right, Rhino? Uh-oh. He's coughing. Yeah, he's saving it off. Choking on the big moment here. My big moment to it, stake it out. Your one shining moment My is right now to this try is, to get you know Sean to tell us what he's seen out there. And, and I can't stop coughing. You are I've quite literally choking. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is still a New York Jet. Wow. wow. There you go. Yeah. So I'm going to go through some of these fun stats here, courtesy of Stat Muse, and ask you about your finals preview. So Jimmy Butler in these playoffs is first in clutch points, first in steals, first in ISO points. Just to let you know, Caleb Martin has increased his points per game from under 10 points to over 14 points a game, shooting 56% from the field and 43% from three. This guy was cut by the Charlotte Hornets, who suck, and he is contributing to this Miami Heat team. Who are you talking about? Uh, Caleb Martin. Oh, yeah. He, He could have been the MVP. Yeah, he could have been the Eastern Conference MVP, yep. but... Uh, Probably should have been, actually. Yeah, well, there's... Some, there's argument. There's argument. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing about... Glad you mentioned him, is the only players that have won the Eastern Conference most valuable player are Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. They're the only players that have won that uh, award. So that's an interesting stat for you. Uh, Nikola Jokic hasn't lost against the Heat since the bubble. That's an interesting stat for yep. you. A lot of good ones you're throwing out. Last one that I find most interesting is to remind people the incredible run the Heat have made. First play-in team to make it to the finals. Only like the second, I believe, second or third eight seed to ever make it to the finals. No eight seeds ever won the championship. The lowest seed to win the championship is who, Sean? Lowest seed to win a championship is... I'll give you a hint. They're local. 
Houston Rockets. There you go. Six seed. Good guess. Six seed. That's the lowest seed to ever win the NBA championship, and that was in 95. So anyway, the Heat this season were 30th in points, 27th in rebounds, 25th in assists, 25th in offensive rating, 21st in net rating. They had a negative point differential. They gave up more points on average than they scored in the regular season, and they're going to the NBA Finals. Neither team has lost a game one, Sean. So That's going to change. Win? Who's going to win game one and who's going to win these finals? What's your prediction? All What's right. your thoughts? Three quick things. Game one, Denver's going to win at home. Game one. Game one. They haven't played in about, coming up, I believe, 10 days. They're going to win at home. They Fresh haven't legs. lost since May 7th. Yeah, they're going to wow. win at home. Denver in six. Wow. Uh, I think that the Miami Heat are the nastier team. The the You're not going to be able to bully the Denver Nuggets, but the, I think the Miami's nasty, and I think the chip is on both. The, both these teams have a major chip because Jimmy carries it around, and the Denver Nuggets need to have one because they need a title, right? I mean, I mean, it's, well, you want to go the last time they won an NBA championship? You want to know what that answer is? I don't think they've well, won Denver's one. Denver's right? never been to the finals till this year. Yeah, That's a, there say, you go. So one. chip on both shoulders because now you got the MVP two of the last three years and Nikola Jokic. So I'm taking Denver. I'm taking Denver to win at home in game one. And I'm also, but at the nastiness, if it's close I, in games, the Miami Heat will fight your ass. And so I, I love that. I'm going to tell you what I think, the, whether you call it hot take or not, you know who what it's going to come down to for me? Not how the stars play, the top best player on both teams. I think Butler and, and Nikola Jokic will play really well. It's the number two guy, which would be? Uh, for the Heat, Bam Adebayo, in right. theory. In theory. but Or from the last series, it would be? Caleb Martin. There you go. One of those two, and obviously Murray. Yep. Whatever, whatever number two or 2A, whatever you consider, comes out of this series, and you say to yourself again, MVP of the series not name the other guy. Whoever rises up that other guy, that team wins the championship. And I think that you're going to get a little more out of Murray than you are. And that's saying something because those other two are pretty good in Martin and uh, Bam. I I like Denver in six. I think it's going to be nasty. It's going to be close. Nobody's sweeping the series. I'll take Denver in game one and to win it overall. And Nikola Jokic will be the MVP of this series. And he'll average a triple-double in the series, too. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i just really excited for the fact that, you know, because everyone, I, you know, I've heard some podcasts talk about, like, the average fans, like, oh, why can't it be Celtics versus Lakers for the millionth time? Because they didn't win. That's why. I, right. And the people are mad about it being Denver and Miami. I love the fact that Denver's never been. And the fact that Jimmy Butler and Nikola Jokic are two of the best players in this league, and they've never won a championship. So one of them is going to get that That's chip. That's exactly right, which is cool for both franchises. I mean, Miami's got one, but both franchises, considering you know, you didn't have to go out and recruit the big three to go get one. And in Denver, they've been grinding and grinding. you got the best player. Well, the best player in the league without a championship is who? I've got one more Nikola fun. Jokic, right? Right. There you go. I've got one more really fun stat slash question for you. And I'll, okay, go ahead. Before you ask it, the, the, the key here, too, is is there going to be a full moon in Miami? Is there a full moon tonight? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's going to affect how they play, though. And well, there will be because then there will be a moon. Over Miami. Over Miami. Oh. But that's not going to happen until game three. Well, no, but the, even if there, there could be a moon over Miami moon tonight over while Miami they're playing tonight. in Denver. Mm. At the party. Right. At that's the, exactly uh, my point. Party. There you go. So what you got? Pat Riley of the Miami Heat 
has gone to the finals how many times? Now, this includes as a player, coach, and executive now. How many NBA finals has he been to, including this one? You guys care to guess? 19. Brian, what do you think? Uh, hmm. Mid, it's, it's higher than the mid-teens, I'll bet you. 21. So it was 19 exactly. Sean, how did you know that? Um, you I, heard it? I, yeah, I, somewhere I, I knew it was in the mid-teens. 19. And I, but I don't know why 19 wow. stood out. I'd seen the, 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 this, I thought I saw him in his basketball uniform, in his coaching suit, and in his executive suit in three, like a three way picture. And I know that he'd been, to, and I knew he'd been to a lot of them. But I, I took a guess on 19, even though I thought it was 15. I said 19 because it was closer to 20 because it stuck out. So I did, what, three or four days ago, I think I saw it. 19. That's wow. Crazy. Now, okay. And along with that, real quick, Rhino and Brian, when you do that, has there ever in basketball or sports history been a guy who's been a better coach, better player, better coach, better general manager slash front office guy than Pat Riley in any sport? No. Jerry oh. West? Phil well, Jackson. I can't put West in the coaching category. Right. right. Jerry West could have. Uh, I think two of the three. Bill Russell's two out of the three. Yep. And then Phil Jackson could have done it, but he was a terrible front office guy for the Knicks. And think about Ozzie Newsom, who's a Hall of Fame tight end. And I think he's a Hall of Fame in, in the NFL, one of the greats, right? Ozzie Newsom, who did both, but he didn't coach. So uh, I can Isaiah make the argument. No, no, no. Uh, no. Pat Riley, when you combine them all, may very well have to be considered the greatest of the three because he hit all three in sports history. Hard to do, man. Yeah. Hard to do. Uh, well, let's uh, extend the stake out. I got a question for Sean, and it still is in the NBA. That's hey, next. Sean. <laughs> On Sports Talk 790. It's iHeartRadio Access Day. Check out the deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. All right, Sean, what are you hearing out there? Now, the Salisbury Stakeout. Salisbury Stakeout. On the Sean Salisbury Show. All right, we're going to extend the stakeout here on the Sean Salisbury Show. Sean Salisbury, Brian Lima, Ryan Money. NBA Finals on its way tonight. Game one. You've got the Heat, the Nuggets. We are talking about a little bit last segment. There's something else that you I want. You have to heat your nuggets. I was going to say you have nice mm. rhino. Nice. nice. You're saying you have another nugget for the stakeout. Yeah. To another nice. Well, you got to dive into another nuggets. nugget. You better heat it up. So you want to. You want to heat it up. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. What, uh, bring some heat for us. Okay. Yeah. Is there a chance that the nuggets could sweep the heat? Yes. Yeah. There is a chance, but I don't have a ton of... I'm nervous about for the Nuggets in Game 1, just because the Heat always seem to come out... I know they both have undefeated in Game 1 so far this postseason, but Heat seem to come out and punch in the mouth, and the Nuggets haven't played in like 10 days. Now, granted, they're well-rested, but again, how much rust is going to be a factor? And Especially then, shooting. How fresh will Miami be? Will they be fresh because they've had a little bit of rest, but they're, or are they tired from the Game 7? I don't know. I'm a little worried by game one. I'm concerned for Miami on how, I mean, some of you, we've seen the movie before where teams will roll through and the momentum just, not momentum, but confidence grows, their energy grows. I mean, they left a lot on the court against the Celtics in that seven-game series. And I'm sure the emotion took its toll when they lost three in a row, and you're like, okay, how do we do this? But I was shocked, and maybe this is a sign of who they are that they were able to muster up and kick the Celtics' ass in their building in Game 7 after everybody in the world thought 
well, the, the championship, I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals ended in Game 6 because Miami just won't have enough now. They've let this one slip away, and they were able to put a stop to it. But you're right. It comes down to, are fresh legs better than continuing to play? And the emotional energy, the, the, the physical energy, the mental energy that you've got to expend to do it, uh, you know what they say about idle minds. So how, what, what has Malone done to keep make sure Denver stays in that competitive, high stress? High, I, I love teams that are put into rest all the time. Could, can you simulate on that the quarter? Does that not really matter? Did rest matter more for them than uh, we saw in the, you know, because they got done quick and in a hurry. So I would imagine four or five days they rest would have felt good. They probably are longing to play. So how anxious will they be when they get out there? I still think Denver is going to be okay. Uh, I do. And I do think they can sweep them, but I'm not, I, I don't think they will. I think it exists. Yeah. You're going to know where the energy level is. And even though they're tired, when you know both teams know Jimmy Butler wants an NBA title, that their team does, so does Denver. There will be no excuse. Oh, they got tired legs. Yeah, they got tired legs, but you got to find a way to muster it up when this is when it's on the line, right? Right. The question is, can they? And you're dealing with the best player on the planet, and how are you going to defend him and all those things? Can sweep it? Yes. I just think Miami's too got too their guts. They will show their guts and their emotion. I think they're too good to be swept. Well, uh, what was the stat that you you read off air about Pat Riley? Twenty percent. My guy Q uh, sent this to me. I guess if we'd done the math like he did, we'd have probably had an idea that Pat Riley's been in about 20% of all NBA finals in NBA history. How many times have we had? Well, how many finals we had? It's got to be around 60, right? Yeah. Is, is that about right? Let me see. Or let's see, more than that. It's got to be more than that. So how many NBA finals? If he's at 20% of them by playing in 19, do the math. It's got to be more than 60, obviously. What's whatever 20% of... The appearances um, that he's been in, that would be, what, a... 95? Yeah, I was going to say between 95, 94, and 100, right? Somewhere wow. in there. So if he's been in 20% of them, that would just, we'd have almost 100 finals, and he's won 19 of them. So, yeah, 95 to 96, 7, right? Isn't that right around the percentage yeah, right now? 95 divided by 19 is 5, thus 20%. Percent, there right? you go. So... That's insane to think about. Think about that. Think about that. So when you're doing when you're doing that, Matt, it makes a good good point that he's been in twenty percent of all the NBA finals you've seen in your life or, or that we read about that are in the history books. Pat yeah. Riley as a player, a coach, and a front office guy has been in twenty percent of them. And Ray called in. He said he couldn't stay, couldn't stay because he had to get into work, but he wanted to pass on Lenny Wilkins and Larry Bird as other successful player coaches. It's a great point. Bird didn't uh, coach long enough to fall into that category, I don't yeah. think, but success as a front office, success as a player. And the most underrated of the entire group we've mentioned is Lenny Wilkins. Phenomenal Hall of Fame player, smooth as it gets, was a hell of a coach. And really damn good front office guy. So he, the key is finding three that have been in all sports that have been great at all of it. Right. And Lenny Wilkins, hell, you can damn near, well, Danny Ainge, but Danny wasn't a coach. Danny's been good in success in the front office, not like those guys had success and was a good player. But you start to roll down the list, guys, they're, they're, it's not a long one. I was going to say, I don't And Lenny Wilkins might be second because he covers all three. Phenomenal run, man. Lenny Wilkins. That's a great point about Lenny Wilkins. See, that's why we need somebody out there who says, oh, there's another one. 
we kind of take Lenny Wilkins for granted, and we shouldn't. That's crazy. What a player he was. Speaking of taking for granted, though, the other thing I was kind of going to ask is it's tough to do it because it's it's a it's a matter of hindsight and us waiting on the result at the same time. But whoever wins these finals. Should that player have been in the top 75 list versus somebody else, for example, or another player or two? Like, Jimmy and Jokic both didn't make the top 75 players list. but Of all time? Correct. And I got to think that both of them are probably going to be Hall of Famers. Or are they? You know, well, like, I, today... Especially Jimmy because he's older. Jokic has yeah, still got a lot of career left. I would not put Jimmy Butler in the top 75 players of all time right now. Would you put him in the Hall of Fame? Because um, it's two different things. Well, here's the deal. If he I don't mean this finals, disrespectful, but the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. It's or, too easy. Yeah, Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not mm-hmm. Pro Basketball. It's a Basketball Hall of Fame. So when you everything Jimmy Butler's done, a couple more years of doing this, probably. But it's the easiest of the three to get in. Because yeah. it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Whether right. you're from Canada, you're European, well, you can be. It doesn't matter. Right. And, 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 you know, they take college into account. I mean, you, you get some Hall of Fame. You get chances. So I think he will. When you get two MVPs and you're second, another one, and you go win an NBA title, Jokic just needs a little more time in the league, right? Right. But and do no I MVP think like... has never not made the Hall of Fame. Right. The only one is Derrick Rose, but because he's not retired yet. And also, and he may still... Injuries were unfortunate for him, or we were looking at a Hall of Fame talent for sure. I would say this, that... In the next two or three years, one more MVP in an NBA championship, people are going to start to say, well, he may not look and feel like he is, but Jokic is pretty damn dominant. Right. And look at the names in front of him, and if you say, well, come on now, he belongs in it. I, I think we're too quick to throw guys into that fray, and we're too quick to push a guy out who's had a great career because, well, he's older. He played at a different time. It doesn't matter. He still put up those numbers during his era. So depending on whether it's a Dave Bing type of player or Steph Curry now, I uh, I, I, I would think Jokic in the long will, will end up having an, an, an easier path. When I say easier, a clearer path to that Rhino. But I do not believe for a second that Jimmy Butler's not going to get there because Jimmy Butler's a fierce competitor and one hell of a player. Especially the last six seven years, he's been eight years. He's been done. Maybe it's been longer than that, but it feels like he's been. Oh, that guy for the last, feels like almost a decade now, right? Yeah. Wherever he's yeah. been. Yeah, and speaking of Nikola Jokic, Stephen A. Smith put together a list in the NBA, but he left off Nikola Jokic. What list is it? That's next, Sports Talk 790. iHeartRadio Access Day is here, giving you amazing access at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. It is iHeartRadio Access Day, where we give you access like never before. iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. You can have your chance to spend the day with Dan Patrick and the Danettes in the Man Cave. You can meet up with Ryan Seacrest in Vegas at our 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Or a chance to win a $100 gift card from Swiffer Power Mop. These deals are only available to today at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. Here on the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. Astros and Twins 
finished their series yesterday. The Astros lost to the Twins. Now they take on the Angels at Minute Maid Park tonight. 7-10 first pitch. 6 o'clock, the on-deck show starts right here on your home for Astros Baseball Sports Talk 790. NBA Finals of game with Game 1 tonight. Shannon Sharp leaving Fox Sports 1 after the NBA Finals. Uh, Stephen A. Smith put out a list yesterday of NBA players worthy of a Supermax contract. Obviously, uh, Jalen Brown, his name keeps getting tossed around in rumors that he might be a target for the Houston Rockets. And they look at you know the potential Supermax for him. Well, the top five players in the opinion of Stephen A. Smith, number one, Steph Curry, number two, LeBron James, number three, Giannis Antetokounmpo, number four, Luka Doncic, and number five, Jason Tatum. Nikola Jokic not on that list. Pretty crazy to think about when you see how I'll good. Read that Nicole- list one more time. Stephen Curry. Yep. LeBron James. Yep. Giannis, Luka Doncic, and Jason Tatum. So this this list is he he's saying who deserves? Yes. Even though all those guys are already max players, including Jokic, I yeah. don't really understand. Stephen A's list. And it just says NBA players worthy of a supermax contract. Okay, Nikola Jokic, you're not on there. Yeah, because I mean he's already on a five year supermax contract. I don't know if that's a factor because maybe Tatum isn't on one yet. But I mean LeBron and Curry have been paid forever, so I don't understand that at all. So he doesn't believe. If from what I'm judging, if some have already got have got one or have been that. Is he talking about the guys who haven't hit Supermax yet? Some of the names he said have, right? Right, they have. Yeah, so, he's just talking so about... So he's just leaving Jokic off it. Yes. Yeah, he left him off of it. Question oh. is, who are you taking off? You taking off Tatum? Probably. Why do, why do I have to take somebody off? Because he's got five names. He's just top five. five. Yeah, well, you can go... Five players, six names. You've been throw five... You know what? People can... You know, on TV, they seem to be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, well, especially so on the... So a sixth yeah. one or a seventh one. Right. Well, I'm saying... Five if you, plus if you're three. Five, yeah. Who are you taking off? If you keep it at five, if you're keeping it, at I five, think it'd be so. Basically, he's saying he thinks these are the five best players in the league. Yes, that's that was my point. Jokic right. is one of them, right? And he's not on there. LeBron's no longer one of them, right? Right. I'm just sorry. I'm just here to tell you, he's no longer one of them. Uh, Nor should he necessarily right. be paid. Giannis, Jokic, um, John Morant would have been that guy. I can't put him there. No, hell he has no. that ability. I'm just he just does. Um, I, I, I keeping Curry there. Yeah, still. I still think, but he's on the verge of falling out of that top five. He's just so good right now. And who are the other two? Tatum and who else? Luca. Luca. Luca belongs in Giannis. there. Um, I already have Giannis in there. So is Luca and Tatum are the last two you were yeah. thinking of. Yes. I would probably well, the argue there's gonna be some who would take Tatum over Luca. There would because but yet Luca and his team got to the Western Conference final last year. Mm-hmm. I think it was they beat the Suns to get there, if I'm not mistaken. I would probably, that'd be a hard one. I can tell you this, regardless of how you shape it, uh, you have to put Jokic in your five. I don't care how you shape it. You got to put Jokic in your five. Did uh switch topics real quick. Did you guys by chance see what Josh Hart said? The, for the Knicks? No, what do you say? <laughs> it just came across my feed on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted out yesterday, last night, have y'all ever tasted y'all's significant other's breast milk asking for a friend? Whoa. I have not. Uh, no. <laughs> no desire either. I know they do it on Friends. It seems... Uh, that show blows. F- seems funny, but uh, yeah, I've never done it. Have you ever tasted your significant... No. No. 
I'm uncomfortable when I see a five-year-old doing that in the doggone mom's lap. Okay, so C- why would I want to taste it? CJ McCollum. I got, know it's uh, life. Yeah, it's a little got, older. Got in on the uh, conversation. He says it's a sick conversation. I heard it goes down like almond milk. And then Josh Hart responded saying, not going to lie to you, bro. It's better. There you go. <laughs> what? Maybe it's good. What? It may taste good, but I'm what? never. Guess what? I'm never going to do. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> so, if yeah. you're scared, get a dog. Yeah, well, there's some things that may. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah! I think there's also some things that we may say taste good that to others may say, hmm, no thanks, right? Oh, uh, I'll stay yeah! away. I'm not interested in anyone's breast milk. Oh, God. I am for a kid that wants to have, you know, you got a baby for them. That's fine and dandy. But for me, no, there's nothing that turns me on or nutritious about it for me. Thanks. <laughs> You're gonna put that in your yeah, I'll protein? Leave, I'll leave them. Yeah, put the no, I'll protein, actually get yeah. I'll actually get regular almond, almond milk. milk. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, if organic. it tastes like it, then I'll go buy it. Yeah, thanks. Is it organic? Uh, well, uh, yes. Organic. The the almond milk is. Depending on who you're dating or significant other is, I'm not sure. So I, I saw this and I was like, dude, this has got to be a troll account or something. But no, it's him. It's him. It's oh. legit him. And then CJ McCollum as well. Well, there'll be some good signs in NBA arenas next year. It's amazing. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody got any insight on that? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. De'Aaron Fox also got in on the conversation. He said, I'm actually not surprised you asked the question less than a month in. Oh, wait, because which one just had a kid? I think it's Josh, it's Josh Hart. Yeah? Okay. But he's asking for a friend, of course. <laughs> mm. Um, I don't know, man. Don't know. Yeah. Mm. No. I mean, if my significant other begged me to try it, I mean, I'd, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to try it. No, we'd probably be divorced. But but if for some reason if they I were like, married. if you don't try this, no. I, Sean, will divorce you, Ryan. I was like, well, I'll try it, I guess. <laughs> what? what? Well, Sean said he would divorce me if I didn't uh, try his breast milk. Damn. No, I said I would if you... if you oh, if, if I, I was, did? Yeah, if you said that I have to try it, I, I would never put that on you. But no, I, I'm i going to pass on the breast so milk. So if, if she puts it on you, you're like, all right. I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah, see ya. Later, dog. See ya later. I thought you... See like, ya later! Yeah. I thought you. Uh, I thought you were adventurous. No. What is going no. on? So I'm going through the. I'm going through the comments. See Dan, you later. Dan Orlovsky said 100. Uh, percent Do you guys know who Nick Merckx is? The big. Uh, the big gamer. He uh, said, "Of course, he's a big popular gamer." Uh, yeah, I think it's you know, of course, like Sean's oh kinda, yeah, Sean's kind of going old head boomer here and just making a big deal about it. You know, I didn't make a big deal. It's not for me. You just refuse. I feel like to that's. I feel like that seems to be. Your guy Dan Orlovsky oh, said 100. percent A little bit weird. That's what I think. Dan Orlovsky it's not said for it's me. 92 plus eight. It's not. It's not for me. It's 100. No. And he even doubled down on it. He said, uh, "What is going on?" Oh. Pac-Man Jones says, "Dan, does this help? Is this a thing? Never heard about this one in the community." And uh, Dan said, "Pac, what do you mean by the community? I just wanted to taste it, so I did. Man, I'm a little bit of a sicko." Nice. I would, uh, yeah. Said, I'm a sicko too. I just, that's not for me. He said, I did. Then he did it again. He said, I did. I did try it. We had triplets and I had to. It wasn't anything outrageous in my opinion. Mm. Well, there you go, I'm leaving, I'm leaving it to the triplets. Good well, enough for good, Dano. Yeah, well, good. Dan can have all the breast milk he likes. Okay? 
Kids start sporting. I'm about. It almost feels like I, I feel sacrilegious. That's for the kids. I'm so <laughs> if confused. If there was ever right anything now. for the kids, <laughs> it's for the kids. It's breast milk. Some guy for the kids. Some guy said it's extremely nutritious. I put some in my coffee when I had COVID. It gets you over illness quickly and is unreal for your immune system. Hey, honey. <laughs> Squeeze a little any, off for me. See, the problem with that statement is, is there any, like, hey, sweetie data pie. to back that up? Hey, oh. Snookums. Hey, Sugar Plum. Hey, we're out of cream. Hey, do me a favor. We're out of milk. Throw some uh, almond milk in my glass, and I mean the real almond milk, baby. Yeah. No, thanks. That doesn't make me horny. Sorry. Okay? And it doesn't feel nutritious for me. I think it's great for every child that... <laughs> Wants to grab themselves some almond milk? Uh, I ain't one of them. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I don't even I mean, know if I've had natural almond, almond milk. milk. Almond milk's phenomenal. Uh, oh, I, I'll How drink almond milk, milk till the cows almond, come. You know? Until the cows come home. I love it. But I'm not, I, I don't know. It feels like it's supposed to be for the kids. You would think. Yeah, just just a hunch. Yeah. What do I know? I'm just a simple caveman. You're a white boy and stupid, so. Yep. So are you, if you were to drink that milk, are you getting it from the bottle or are you getting it? So forget about it. Oh, now, if, now listen, if I'm crazy enough to go all in like these dudes are. <laughs> you're drinking it straight from the bottle. There will be no filtration. The, uh... I'm not going to the bottle. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Okay. So you're going to get it from the, oh, the, uh, the source. If I'm going, yeah, if I'm going, listen, if I'm going, listen, what are they, listen, if I'm getting the milk. I'm getting it right from the cow, oh dude. Okay, gosh. does that make sense? Yeah. I'm doing, and, and I'm going to enjoy every step, oh. too, if that's the case. But I'm going to pass on that one man, and leave it to the kids, okay? Mm. You know it's for the kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. just making sure. Yeah. Hey, there were some good... Uh, hey, when you get something from a district clerk, because I got so Is that, is that jury, jury duty? duty? Is that what it is? I think so. You got, you got an email? <laughs> <Is that what laughs> I, got a, I got one of those letters in the mail. Uh, Beverly... Is, is sending me district clerk at Fort Bend County, Texas. That because about four weeks ago, I had a notice in the mail that uh-huh. for jury duty. Is that what this is I to confirm so. it? But I said I was going to be out of town. You got to right. do your duty. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can't you just so, tell them that you're Sean Salisbury? Th- th- they'll say who? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Okay. So yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a famous. Uh, NFL I, now I'm going to use. Listen, I was uh, having I drink, some breast, I, I milk. breast milk. I can't make it. I'm a little under the weather. <laughs> Okay, my and body's should, trying to adjust. Oh, they wouldn't buy that. They'd be like, "Well, sir, it's great for the immune system." You yeah, you should fine. feel better, right? Yeah. There you oh, go, man. Hey, there's some really good tweets and responses on uh, what we had uh, discussed yesterday with Dana Brown. You guys want to go through them? I would love to. Where I said, uh, I basically downtown. We talked about the trade deadline and some Astros faithful are having some uh, little meltdowns. Uh, there's a couple of them on there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I got to love those uh, obnoxious tweets. We're going to take a look at those next on Sports Talk 790. It's a whole new ballgame around here. A new sound spectacular. Sean Salisbury. NFL quarterback, Sean Salisbury. Sean Salisbury. Long time friend, Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, he says I'm going to win big. This is the all-new Sean Salisbury Show. Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. Sean Salisbury, Brian LaLima, Ryan Money, Astros and Angels open up a series tonight at Minute Maid Park. 710 first pitch. The on-deck show starts at 6 o'clock right here on your home for Astros baseball. Sports Talk 790. The NBA Finals game one tonight between the Heat and the Nuggets. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. He's going to be signing the largest coaching deal in NBA history. Uh, We start this hour 
talking about the Houston Astros. We had Dana Brown on the show yesterday, as we do every Wednesday at 9.30, right here on the Sean Salisbury Show. If you missed the interview, it's up on our blog right now, sports790.com. And I tweeted out some of the highlights yesterday while the interview was going on. And one of the ones that I tweeted out was that Astros general manager, Dana Brown, was asked by Sean at the, about the trade deadline. And he said, quote, like Jim Crane says, we're in the window to win. We're going to be aggressive in the front office to give Dusty Baker the team to win. We're going to do what we have to do. And it got a lot of attention. And uh, we actually have the audio. And this is what Dana Brown said. Yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, we have to continue to improve the club and give, you know, as Crane would say, we're always in the window to win. So uh, we so we have to make the necessary moves that we have to make, you know, as long as they're reasonable uh, to get what we need to get. And, uh, you know, we're going to be aggressive, uh, you know, in the front office to to give Dusty what he needs downstairs to to win games. So uh, we're going to have to do what we have to do. Yeah, so that's that's the actual audio. And then, of course, I tweeted out a snippet of what he said and I got some responses. And I know you guys are tagged. And have you by chance looked through those? Sean, I know you were kind of catching up on them. I've seen some. Yeah. Okay, here's my favorite. Rhino, you had a chance yet? Yeah, but I I tried not to read them since you teased it so I could hear them from you first. All right, so, of course, you know, there's a couple of them that said, uh, you know, great to hear, Um, you know, get a starting pitcher. Some of these uh, younger guys obviously going to be used for trades. Uh, We shall see. Bang up job. I love the notion that Dusty is some mastermind, gifted the best team in baseball, and it took him three years to win. Giants created a dynasty after he left. Cubs and Nationals, he leaves. They win chip. Just a coincidence, I'm sure, because he knows baseball, you know? So there's a, there's a, 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 I mean, he just won a World Series. Yeah, well, you hadn't won one since 2017, and Dusty comes in, and you win another one. So there's that. Okay. Took this team from, from 2017, hadn't won one, been here three years, and been in two World Series and three ALCSs. I say he's doing pretty good after he took over for a team that was getting obliterated. Uh, media-wise and across the country and in fan bases. Um, had just fired a general manager and a head co- uh, a manager and had to come in and fix this, and then COVID hits. and So I'd say Dusty did pretty good. I would think so. Yeah, I did. He did okay, just a hunch, and he'll be in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. So uh, I can tell you this. They didn't win this championship last year only because of him, but I can sure as hell tell you they didn't win it in spite of him. Yeah. All, and people did not hesitate one ounce to destroy Dusty Baker. And I like that they're going to be aggressive to get in players. That's what you're supposed to do as a GM and Dana Brown and Jim Crane as, a, as the owner is obliterated Dusty his whole career about his his lack of, the, of of some of the moves he made with pitching staff. Yeah. That was always the one thing that got people got after him about. So last year he takes a a staff that's got a guy coming off of major uh, uh, Tommy John in Verlander, you're with you know the you, the Lance McCullers situation. You lost Garrett, all these things, and their pitching staff and bullpen and using them in a way that sometimes people didn't like. Yet they won what 106 games mm-hmm. in the regular season. Yep. But how many people gave Dusty any credit at all for pitching moves last year? Not very many. But when it goes wrong, what do they do? The first thing is say when somebody throws a fastball, right? Dusty's fault. So it's a, that's why we joke about oh it's Dusty's fault and he's got to smile about it. Listen. You didn't win it just because of him. Players win championships. Co- managers can lose them. I can tell you this, though. They didn't win it 
in spite of Dusty Baker. Here's and another. he wins another one. They'll be he'll be the best manager in Astros history. Here's another comment on the post. The question is whether Dusty will use the pieces he has been given or if he'll stick with the inferior players like he has historically. Now, this one I, d- I do not understand. Inferior to 106 wins, huh? In a World Series? Okay. Yeah. Who are you referencing? I don't know. That's and what... why did it get 18 likes? Why do 18 people agree 18 with that Because 18 people take? are just as dumb as him. Who's the inferior player playing right now over somebody else? I That's don't... what I'd like to know. Right. And you even know some... last year at the trade deadline, who did they get that they didn't play? I don't know. We, I mean, we've played everybody on this team. Now, granted, we play some guys more than others, but I mean, do you mean we, when we he play doesn't? A lot of guys. When he, when you mean he doesn't play that he doesn't fit to a small percentage of Astro nut jobs? A small percentage. Every fan base has him. That it doesn't matter what the manager does, he's wrong. That if you don't think that Dubon should be hitting, that he should be hitting eighth and Dusty doesn't play him that day, how dare you? Is that correct? Yeah. Is, that, is that what we're supposed I, to buy I into? Guess. Right. So, listen, he's not above mistakes. Dusty's made plenty of mistakes. Who hasn't as a manager, as a coach, as a, you know, as a player, whatever it is. But the f- simple fact that there are still some out there that believe Dusty Baker's some hack and doesn't know what he's doing, you have no clue. Then why does Jim Crane have him in there? Why did Dana Brown keep him if he's given carte blanche to manage, who, I mean, to, to GM who he needs to? And why do they keep winning? What are and with injured, no, listen, you know what? If this was, give me another team that's not any good. Uh, or that's good, that's good, but would have had all these injuries and started losing. Give me another team. Uh, the Mets? Yeah, I was going to say the Mets. Okay, let's just say any team that you like. Let's say it was the Colorado Rockies. Okay. And they'd been to the playoffs for three. Or the Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers. Let's use Dave Roberts. Yeah. And six of their guys or five of their guys that are contributors big time are hurt. Three of them pitcher. I take it back. One. Well, Verlander gone. McCullers, three of them are hurt. And you're nine games over 500 and, and hanging in. Do you think that they'd be given? Look what Dave Roberts is doing with this team. They're hanging in there. But why is it that, he, that in certain cases, is it past history that he had never won a World Series before he got here? That Dusty Baker, that the credit, I mean, it, it's crazy. Here he's still trying to piece this thing together. And it's like, no, that anybody could be doing what Dusty Baker's doing. That's the feeling I get from some. And I think they're absurd. And I think they're out of their damn minds. And he's not above criticism. He does some things that I get why we criticize him. But are we really serious that there's some out there that thinks that Dusty, if he gets a good right-handed pitcher and a starter, that he's going to say, nah, you know what? Let's just uh, keep him on. I won't, I won't start. Let's skip his time in the starting rotation. So what were they? is this person mad that Christian Vasquez didn't play as much as people wanted last year? At the trade deadline? And he's enti- now, when I say this, people are entitled to their opinion. You could sit here all you want and say, D'd rather have Diaz playing over Maldonado. But That's the what guy. I want to know is he, is he talking about Diaz Maldonado? Is he talking about Vasquez Maldonado? Is he talking, is he talking about, about Diaz Myers, McCormick? Yeah. Dubon? Like, well, I think, I, so I think, I guess, my, where I'm trying to see the point is I'm looking back at last year's trade deadline because the, the quote that we put up is about the trade deadline. Okay, and he's saying right. if and if he gets that, but either way, like what is it Vasquez? Is it Mancini? Right, like, exactly. Yeah, like Mancini couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat and when he, he got to Houston. And last he gave year. him a bunch of chances to play. Too. Right, he let him pl- try to play through it. Right. It didn't happen. He put in Vasquez when necessary, and Vasquez rewarded them with good play as well. So I, I, I don't know. I guess you can't win for losing, or however that saying goes. Um, but at the trade deadline, what's wrong with Dana Brown saying I want to be aggressive? And there's no, what's the history? Did, did, did Dusty Baker 
well, when they got him, some players decided not to play him. I, I don't wow. know what they're talking about. I don't, I don't either. I don't I, either. I, I, I don't know what they're talking inferior about. Inferior players. Like, I, I just... He'll stick with inferior players like he has historically. And there's somebody that said exactly. Such an easy crutch to go on, Oh, right? yeah. And then this person said exactly. They'll probably sit the bench 90% of the time as long as Dusty is managing. Do you realize? This is the, they, they are the defending World Series champion. 106 wins. And they've been to three ALCSs with Dusty Baker. And six in a row. And, and three with Dusty and all that. And guess what? Oh, He'll probably play uh, play inferior players. They won it in 21 and 22. I'll send this message to them. I will send this message to them. If that's what it takes, whatever's gone on the last three years, if you want to call that playing inferior players, two ALCSs, World Series championship, guess what that means? Keep playing the inferior players, right? Because if that's going to get me 106 wins and you call that playing the inferior players, guess what I want you to do? Keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Because why am I trying to fix something that's not broke? But I am trying to enhance it. And right now it needs some enhancing places. And Dana Brown and Dusty Baker know it. So they're going to go out and be aggressive, whether that means pulling a deal or not. If, if being aggressive means being aggressive not to make a deal because all of a sudden BLAC's won eight in a row, okay. But guess what? I don't understand. See, this is, just, this, is, this is the problem with social media at times. Not that people have an opinion, but that the opinion has no really support behind it that's what i'm asking yeah I, somebody else commented and said you're an utterly clueless fan don't create some false narrative because you're pissy dust dusty doesn't use your lineup every single game that's you exactly people make right me so sick just stfu they're, they're they're exactly right whoever said that's exactly right that yep you know what because because i disagree with the lineup dusty's wrong yeah really come on now Stop it. Yeah. It's, uh, especially, you know, Twitter tough guys on uh, oh, social gosh. media. There yeah. you are. Yeah. You're one of them. Am I? Right? Yeah. That's what, well, I, that's what the word on the street is. You guys want to use that? Audio? That's what the word on the street is. I, I, I wouldn't know, but word of the Rhino, what's the word on the street? Twitter tough guy? The Twitter tough guy, uh, ego, real trash talker, too. Yeah, yeah. ego, and you hate the Cowboys. No reason, yeah. You hate Cowboys fans. Apparently, too. man. The guy named, it rhymes with. Uh, it rhymes with it rhymes with a drink called the Zima. La Zima equal who? Yeah, yeah. I used to crush Zimas. Too, yeah, man. you look like a Zima guy. I back in the day, man. 16, 17 years, seventeen years old, allegedly. You're a Zima guy. I was a Zima guy back in the day. Uh, you're we used probably to call a Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler guy. Or uh, no, dude, a little MD twenty twenty. You wouldn't know what to do with that, dude. What that do you was mean? around long to, before you you showed. I mean, up. a little Goldschlager. What do you know about gold? gold? I see gold chips in it. Yeah, little gold flakes. I have. I've felt like I wanted to throw up many times with gold schlager mixed with a few other things like that. Drink that and then pop it back with uh, some. What's the What's the one that tastes like cough syrup? Jägermeister. Go back to back with those two about three or four times in a row and come see me. As you're no. begging for forgiveness and promising you'll I never used, do it again. We used to drink yeah. Jaeger back in yeah. the day. Oh, brutal. Some Everclear. Yeah, no. that'll get you. There you go. No. no. Yeah, somebody uh, on Matt Thomas's show yesterday had some things to say about me. Man, yeah, I got, leave the, got them the alone. Audio. Got the audio. You Kurtz, guys want to hear it. Cuts deep, hits different. If you guys want to hear it. Let's go. We'll, let's, we'll I, do I, it. Word of the street is you're a Twitter bully. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Twitter <laughs> tough guy, apparently. We'll hear that audio next.
Welcome back to the Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. Astros lose to the Twins. They open up a series tonight at Minute Maid Park against the Angels. 7-10 first pitch. 6 o'clock, the on-deck show starts right here on Sports Talk 790. The NBA Finals game one tonight. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. All right. So yesterday on uh, one of our shows, the Matt Thomas Show, they always do a segment called uh, Shut Your Bum Ass Up. You guys familiar? Yes. I am now. Okay. I, I, I did not know about that until you said this this morning. Yeah, so I was already familiar. Yeah, yeah, so basically, not. well, Ryan's produced for them, obviously filling in for other guys. So this is my first hearing yeah. this. So this is a segment they do on their show. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And it's basically. You um, complain about someone or something, something and tell them to shut sh- their sh- bum ass up. And apparently, according to this caller. You drew the ire. I drew the ire of, of this guy. God, so you're uh, so lucky. So here is the, the audio. You've arrived. I, I, you, is you've this arrived. my moment? Yes. This is my moment? This is your moment. All right. Here's. Here's a badge of honor because yeah. when you've this is when you know you've arrived. Dude, this is uh, here is Jason. Jason, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. There's a guy that works at your station, rhymes with crying Mamima, <laughs> who constantly, Mister Twitter tough guy, Twitter oh. troll. Oh, he's, he's got such a little brother complex <laughs> that he has to constantly, you know. Aggravate us Dallas Cowboy fans because you know he does. He's got nothing better to do, and his yoga pants and his ego. And oh, his, oh, his, ouch! His, his whole thing about I played Division One baseball. Yeah, dude, at a school that's smaller than a McDonald's in my hometown. That nobody's ever heard of. Oh, so, wow! For you, for you, crying Brian. Shut your bum ass up, oh. man. Shut your bum ass up, Wow. Man. Did he call yes. him Crying Lalima? Crying he Brian. He did call him Crying Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, my God, dude. Your yoga Jason, why are you your... so angry? You sent out one negative <laughs> Cowboys tweet. I did. And that's it. Line, <laughs> line of the line of the, of the, the call was... At a school the size of a McDonald's, McDonald's in my hometown. That's so wrong. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She could fit him on a baseball field. Let's go. Let's go, yeah, baby. You, well, let me ask you this. Baseball pants. Has he ever been in a battle at I-20? No, he hasn't. Of course not. I'll tell you what. He ain't going to say that to me at the Lobo on a Friday night, baby. Dude, at the what? At the Lobo. At the Lobo. Is that, that's, is that one the of the, that's one of the pubs in town. In, in, in town here? Yeah, no, 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 in Alpine. I, I was going to say in the yeah. Pine? Yeah, man. Pine, dude, come on. I call it the Pine. I'm familiar. Yeah, you know me. I'm the Pine. So, obviously, he listens pine. because there's pine. only a few people that say my joggers are yoga pants, you being one of them. So, this is really right. your fault. I mean, well, if you okay. think about it. But yeah, I confess. So you got the yoga pants. Right. You got the I fact did that you played My baseball bad. at a smaller school. Yeah, you got that right. And uh, but he called it Division Cowboy One, not Division One. I was Division a, One, and I'm proud to say that I was the Division Three baseball yeah. player. I don't have an ego about it. I'm not one of the guys that's going to lie about my career. Nor does that shrink anything you've done. Right. Right. I don't Absolutely. think I have an ego. I don't think I have a little brother complex, and I don't really troll that much. Well, I, I troll mean, Dodgers fans, Yankees fans, every now and then Cowboy fans. I mean that you know you got the little brother short man complex. I, guess, I don't man. know why. I mean, it's six three. Yeah, yeah. six three. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yoga like pants I said, dude, and... when when you get the, the the call that they love you is one thing, right? When you get that one, yeah. Or somebody sends you a tweet, yo, you suck. I hate your guts. Yeah. You, then, then you know right. what you do? 
screenshot it, keep it, because those are the ones that are the difference. Because when they hate you is when you know you're, oh, I've impacted it. Exactly. I'm saying something. I'm yeah. Doing, yeah oh, that, that's when you know you've arrived in the business. Oh I God, got dude. the hate mail. Yeah. I got the hate tweet. Yeah. I got the, this guy can't stand me. The next one, when you know you've really arrived, is when I got the one that sent when ESPN security had to uh-huh. come to come and get me out of a meeting and say, Sean, we need to talk to you. And when it's ESPN, when it's security, uh, the, the head of security at ESPN and your boss and HR, the first thing you think of is, oh, no, what the hell walking, did I do? They're walking me yeah, out. Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. I, I, I mean, and it was a trifecta. They walk into the room and said, I said, what's going on here? And then you think there's something wrong with a family member, right? Yeah. But then you said, well, why would HR? Oh, well, here's why. And it was because of somebody had sent a letter and the letter, because they'll sift through if they're, I mean, if there's a history of some of this, they protect their, their from safety issues. Yeah. There's some whack jobs, right? Oh, yeah. This guy won. And, and I read the last. He goes, Sean, you don't want to read it. I said, let me read it. So he sat there and I went through it. And dude, it was, I picked against the Steelers on a game. Honest to God, <laughs> truth. dare you? Dude, it was, no it was, it was six Bro, paragraphs what? of, I'm going to bludgeon your family and kids. Oh, bludgeon was the word they used. Oh, my God. To the point of, that's why normally I do, you're, you're an ass con Great. Yeah. Again? Yeah, right, right. Take what a number. You, yeah, get in line, dude. Yeah. But it was specific bludgeoning names, going to kill your family. So I didn't share with my family till a while later at the time married. And it was a couple weeks by. So listen, I just need to sit down. I just need to take. And what they do is they tracked it. And they found him. And I don't know what they did, but they they will. They said, what do you want us to do? We'll take care of this. You leave it alone. You don't need to respond. I'm like, well, I'm relieved that I didn't come in here and you think that I like ran my truck through the newsroom and ruined it. You know, 40 computers that you're going to charge me on my on my, yeah. on my next paycheck. Yeah. So I was good there. But the fact when they bring kids and family into it about bludgeoning and yeah. it was so specific, you're like, this, this dude's out of his mind. Now, he ain't going to say it to me like you said when you're right. standing in a bar. Right, no shot. But I took you, and they say, we take these things here. So they do their whatever, follow computers or where it was sent from, this, you know, all that, however they found it. I'm not the first. I'm one of 10,000 people that have been through there to get this. But it was like, oh. And then my buddies, I said, dude, bludgeoning. Oh, you got one of those. Yeah. You're, everything's save secured. It. Save it, because now somebody wants to kill you because you picked against their team. Yeah. Said, great. I love this business. Yeah. This is awesome. How yeah. many more of these am I? Oh, stay tuned. Oh, oh dude, my gosh, it's crazy. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was, you know, I take my routine nap. You I didn't bludgeon up. any of us. No. Everything turned out to be okay. Good. I'm glad. Next week I picked the Steelers <laughs> to win. <laughs> From here on out, you're like, go Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday I took yeah. my routine nap. Woke up. Kind of drink some water, hanging out with my dogs for a little bit, and then I checked Twitter for the first time since the morning. And uh, one of my buddies, Paul, uh, sent me. He said, uh, "Drag this dude on the Matt Thomas show." And I said, "What did I miss?" And they said, "They told you to shut your bum ass up because you wear yoga pants." And I said, "Okay, there's got to be a little." It was more, more to for it. the prediction, yeah. right? And then something later on, another, somebody tweet, else, yeah, somebody else said something about my college career, and then I finally found the audio last night and heard it, and I was dying laughing. That's nothing you should ever be bothered with. That is, oh, that is, dude. wear it, make a T-shirt of it, whatever you got to do, because now you know. Now, now, just let them come in droves, dude. Yeah, we've dude. all been there. I'd press, I trust. I would me. like you guys to address me as crying Brian from now on. The longer you're in it. The more laughs you'll get out of those oh, that you were. It's like to funny. the point, dude. I find it, it's like okay, yeah. this is. Some of them you get to the point. I said, you know what? 
you're pretty damn clever yeah. to the person who wrote that. It's like, that's a hell of a line yeah, by you. The line that he says about McDonald's in my school? Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. I went to a small school. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, like it's trying to diminish as if you brought right. a good player no matter where you play, right? right? Like, but it, it's uh, it's classic. Like a guy yesterday, I was joking about, hey, I'll fly myself to, to Fox Sports 1 to, to yeah. audition. Just to battle skip for that day, right? Yeah. For fun. Guy, and he was funny. And I, I don't know how he goes. I don't think they want two two old white guys to argue. And I said, you know what? <laughs> with laughing faces, that crying faces, you're damn right they don't. <laughs> you're right. I'm just not going to argue with them. I just bury them. But they, yeah. they're in a good way. Yeah. They, and, and it's I'm, classic, funny stuff. And I'm just trying to figure Wear out. Wear it, like, buddy. Wear it and own it. <laughs> when, own I, it. when I troll Cowboy fans, the last time I trolled them is when they got eliminated in the playoffs. And I posted, Again? The, I posted the see you later video the, yeah. that I have. I lo- I po- yeah. Yeah, I posted that one. <laughs> and it blew up. Oh yeah, it got a lot. and there and takes it personal too. Oh yeah, you rip a team, they take it personal now. Oh, yeah, that's man. funny. Good stuff. He's pretty clever though, so that's a good one. If you ever see him, give him a thumbs up and buy him a beer. Exactly, and say, I will. And offer him, will. offer him, tell him you'll order him some Lulu lemons while you're at it. There you go. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Oh man, this is really it's your fault, Sean. Of course it is. You know, I confess he did it. Right? That's yeah, what so it I'm comes down to. to. Trying to think, yeah, it was uh, that was back on yeah January twenty second of this year, and it got uh, almost a thousand likes and man, long memory by your boy, man, yeah, man, long memory. So I wonder if uh, if I can find him on here and see if he liked it or interacted. But you know, it's just kind of funny. See you later. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. You know what? Address me as crime, Brian. Uh, I wear yoga pants, and uh, I went to a school the size of McDonald's. So, guy really thought this one out, man. He did, dude. Jason, if you're listening, man, anytime you want to call in and talk to us, you know, 713-212-579, we'd be glad to have you on. Great stuff, Jason. And if you see yeah. me out, you know, I'll buy you a beer. And if somebody wants to dump on me on any of our shows, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Just I, make sure somebody notifies me. I want to hear the audio. I'd love to say if you want to dump on me, go for it. I was going to say, well, then again, <laughs> 30 years of it, yeah. plenty of dump. Yeah. Oh, right man. on my chest a few times. Nice. Oh, man. You brought up uh, Skip Bayless. And Shannon Sharp. What's the latest with those two? We'll talk about it next on Sports Talk 790. iHeartRadio Access Day is today. Take advantage of the incredible deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. Sounding like I'm gone. These days gone can mean so many things. Let's go good and there's good and gone. And there's gone with the long before it. I wish you'd Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. You can also listen to us on the free iHeartRadio app. Astros lost to the Twins last night. They take on the Angels tonight at Minute Maid Park. 7-10 first pitch. NBA Finals between the Heat and Nuggets tonight. Game number one. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. Largest coaching deal in NBA history. And some news in the media, especially on some of these national shows. Shannon Sharp is reportedly leaving Foxes undisputed after seven years with Skip Bayless. He agreed to a buyout with Fox Sports to end that seven-year run. And his final show will be after... After the finals, right? Yep, the NBA finals. And that ends in June, which... By the way, it's June 1st. Hey, hey, Shannon Sharp! (laughs) What kind of gone are we talking about? Yeah, see you later. See you later! See you later! Now I get why you played that song. What kind of gone are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Who sings that cut? Who's, who's that's sings Chris it? Cagle. Yeah, that, that's there you go. 
Yeah, Sharp's final show is going to be after the NBA Finals, and he is also taking his Club Shay Shay podcast with him from Fox Sports. I, I haven't heard it, but apparently the Club Shay Shay podcast is pretty popular. Yeah. I've known Shannon and his brothers. I worked with Sterling for a long time. Love him. I, I'm wondering what his dynamic will be without the banter back and forth, or if he's going independent like some of the other guys do, and he's got all these great guests, and he loves sports, and... He's got some, you know, big old sponsor where we can go out there and throw it on YouTube or another, you know, whatever it is is out there that people are using and and uh, make some money. I wonder, and then you wonder because they settled it. He was still under contract, so I think they had a they came to a, an agreement on a settlement yeah, contract wise to, to yeah for the buyout to move on. So I wonder if it's he just got tired of the daily grind. If it's if those disagreements were skipped down the stretch, got to the point where the when you lose respect for your partner. I'm saying if, yeah. right? For you start to speculate because they're both under contract. Skip makes a lot of money. If it's not just banter on TV, if you can't handle a little ribbing, right, and you're thin-skinned, those things don't work. Right. You know, and knowing from one of the originals with John Clayton, as much as I like John, if you can't handle him ripping me to shreds, oh, you know, some clipboard and all that, then you, you shouldn't be doing it. Secondly, you know, criticism, you got, you got to study every sport in your craft, which is important. But for, for Shannon and Skip, I wonder if the... The respect was lost because you can disagree all you want, but if your respect still go have a beer and like like each other, but respect is a key thing. And so I don't know what happened there, or if he just got tired of the grind, wanted to go out independent because some big sponsor is going to offer him more, and he wanted out, and and they said okay. It was a, I mean they've been he's been there since what seventeen or something sixteen uh, or seventeen. There yeah. you go. So yep. they've had a pretty good run together, and you know Shannon's I, a Hall of Fame player, so that that. That uh, they've had a good run, and you know, good runs sometimes come to a close, and this one is too. And Shannon's moving on. That would be. Uh, so do you think that beef? I love is that real? battle. I I, I I think it's part. I think there's. I think there's. There's smoke to those beefs all the time. I don't think you can fake certain passion and emotions. We played that audio, I think, like a couple months ago. Yeah, it, it, was, it was real. It seemed real. This yeah, was, uh, are you guys talking about the, the January stuff? Well, with Lamar, Lamar Hamlin? Hamlin and also when about Tom Brady, when, oh, yeah, Skip, when right. Skip disrespect. Shannon's in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> and almost because of he's only got three, only three Super Bowl rings, right? Yeah. As if Skip was trying to diminish Shannon's career trying to compare him to Brady. Well, then you've got to diminish everybody's career because nobody has seven Super Bowl rings but that dude Yeah, as a quarterback. So you can't diminish or try to shrink Shannon's career. Now, one thing I know about Skip Bayless, he's watched every matter of fact, he's a sports nerd. Watches it and watches it and watches it. You don't have to like what he says, but he watches sports. Matter of fact, I don't know what else he does but watch sports. And Shannon's passionate and opinionated. I don't think that was fake. Now, I think some of the things that Skip says are like, I'm just going to take this side just to piss people off. But I'm curious who they're going to put in that seat. Yeah. Ooh, I, just like a day. <laughs> Skip one, one day. Well, yeah. in honor, what time's that show come on? I don't even know. I believe know. like 9 or 10 a.m. just like first take. So I on say on the West Coast? 10 a.m. on the West Coast? I don't know. Oh, good. I, but I, I can do both. So you can do both. Yeah, <laughs> so I have four to eight there. Prepare for this show. Do both. Now that's okay. Well, you'd then I could bring shoes. some good banner. You'd have big shoes to fill. I wanted to play a quick highlight tape in honor of uh, Shannon Sharp leaving undisputed. Was that don't years? matter? Skip. It wait, doesn't matter. Wait. Go ahead and make your point, man. Skip. That he lost the finals by a record margin. Skip. To he shot eighty percent in the playoff. Where did that go? Whoa, 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 Skip. Skip. It's my turn. Mm. My bleep. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, how many minutes did Kevin Love play? Skip. Zero. Baby? Keep going. Tristan, Skip! keep going. JR, Skip! keep going. 
Why you? Oh, I read the whole book, Miss Kicklider. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're making me Ugh. upset. But yeah. here's the thing. I make one B in high school. Skip, skip. Drivers. And he turned to the crowd like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. They're close. How close is Earth and Mars? What? I don't know. I have to look it up. Million? Oh, see, he looked it up. Oh, no. I don't know, Skip. Hold on, Skip. No, Skip, stop. Now, Skip. Skip, when you was talking, I didn't interrupt you. You keep doing this to me. Why? Skip. Huh? He ate sushi before the game. Look at this, Joy. Joy! <laughs> what? <laughs> like what? That was when Joy was on uh, when yeah, she was the uh, Joy host. Taylor when she yeah. was uh, So it starts uh, at 8.30 Central Time. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. How are you going to do that? Yeah. How? Oh, yeah. I was at 1030. I'm not. I'm just I'm just obviously joking. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lifer here. See yeah. about it till you tell I'm 103. 102. 102. Skip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skip. Yeah. I, I know who Shannon's co-host name is. Is it Skip? Skip. Yeah. It is Skip. I, I, Shannon's funny, man. He's got some great energy. That's, yeah, there was. Uh, uh, I wonder one, who they're going to replace him with, though. I don't know, man. They should open gonna... auditions and, and they should. Stephen A. Re- Smith. They should, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if he wants to leave, what, 12 mil a year at Ooh. ESPN, that's be tough. I. Be, you know what you should do? You bring, yeah. bring in a bunch of different people in. Right. So, and, like a but, rotating? And, yeah, no, no, I don't like the rotating. I don't either. I, I don't want the like daily it. banter, but to, to find the right one. One week. It doesn't at need time. to be a big name guy. It doesn't need, or girl. It doesn't need to be. It, it doesn't matter. Put, give somebody, get your five best candidates or, or your 12 best. Yeah. And over the next three months before football season starts, give them all a week, like you said. And pick the best one. If you want endless arguments, give a JJ Redick a try. Oh God, yeah. dude, I could see them tearing yeah. each other apart. Yeah, and somebody who's got to be well versed on all sports, got to have passion, mm. well, can't then, be thin skinned. Yeah. You got to go, got to. And I don't want somebody on there that's doesn't know hoops or baseball and only knows football. I'm not saying Shannon because he seems to like all the other sports, but you got to be well versed on all of them. Battle and and prepare, and it's a grind every day, two to three hours a day doing that. You know, on air, but. It, it, Audition t- 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 for 12 people. Go 12 weeks, give each a week, and whoever you feel is the best at the end of 12 weeks, what's the hurry over the summer? Yeah. Wait, Sean. What's did, the hurry over the summer? Did Sean, audition did them actually, all and let's see. Did you actually make a pitch to replace Shannon? Oh, I joked, I joked around on Twitter saying. You know that made the post, right? What post? I'm not kidding. That made the New York Post. I Googled who could replace Shannon Sharp. The first thing that pops up is dated for today's date, and it says six hours ago, ex-NFLer Sean Salisbury makes pitch to replace Shannon Sharp. It wasn't even a pitch. It was a basic. And then somebody underneath it, uh, not Santa, said, no, we need you on our morning show on our drive. I said, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, yeah, here it is. It's on the New York Post. Literally, like, right as soon as you Google it. That's not a pitch. It was Check it out, dude. Oh, classic. That's funny. It's, I mean, it's a brief article because they're basically, I guess, making it up since you said you just put it on Twitter. All right? I, I put it on Twitter yesterday saying, oh, you know what? I'll, I said, I, I said, I'll pay for my own transportation to just audition with one show to battle skip. I said, needle mover. It was just a, you know, done in tongue and cheek. your tweet. I will pay my own way for that audition and battle with Skip. Move the needle, Salisbury tweeted. (laughs) Yeah, it was just so simple. (laughs) It's like, first of all, I don't even know if anybody's reading my crap. So why in the world? But it was funny. I had no idea. dude, they got this picture of you in 2008 looking sharp, dude. Am I hot? You got your ears lowered and everything. Look at him. Look at him. him. Wow. I mean, look at me. Wow, yeah, what a model, man! Hey, look Damn, at you making dude. the no, New York a model post. of a model, of, post, a model of mediocrity.
Yeah, who Who's wants? It? Who wrote it? Look, you got uh, Ted. Uh, Ted. Holm, Homeland? Ted Homeland? Oh, I don't Ted Homeland? I, it was just a, at 3.40 in the morning. He's like, I got to get yeah, this out. It was just a joke. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a gig I like, so I, I'm not interested. I, well, I'll tell you what I would do, though. I would take one day off to go audition just for one day to battle Skip for two or three hours. I think that'd be a blast. And I'd want you guys to turn it on and turn it up and uh, have some fun. Turn right. it up zone. There you go. No, I didn't. I, 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 there's no audition set up. I was Sean, joking. What are you going to tell me? Yeah, I can't believe you're leaving and taking it. No, it yeah, was just dude. a joke. Are you taking the Sean what? Salisbury Show you're podcast le- with you? You are leading the way on the New York Post right now. Next to you is Jake Paul gushes over sexy Olympian girlfriend. Olivia Dunn tells fans to meet me at the beach in cheeky bikini. I got this. And Dodgers upset Clayton Kershaw with Pride Night Fiasco. And I, there's Sean Salisbury leading the way. I got, I got news for you. All of those are far more important than my tweet that was just done tongue-in-cheek joking around. Man, dude. Well, you got some competition, Sean. 54 minutes ago, Antonio Brown nominated himself as a potential replacement. Oh, well, I can no. tell you that's not competition. I got that one. If it's just me and him, <laughs> I'm winning that one. Now, wow, it was just yeah. done. In, it was done. In, you know, you do that and you think eight people are reading it but it's amazing well he throws his name into that no there's no hat what do you mean they're going to decide i'm not eight a, people you have over like 50,000 50, followers okay that too what Who's if i tweeted it eight people would see it but no but no. you know when you do it to kind of jokey it's like oh let me yeah. i'll audition i didn't say i want the job. i said i'd love to audition because i really would and i've battled battle skip, skip before yeah I, I, to say i give me give me i just want three hours on, or whatever the show is one time dude did you see did you see? Oh my gosh! Have you seen this guy, Josh Rosen? He does the impressions, the impersonations. Does he do? Who does he do? Me? He always does Skip Bayless. Oh, he does. Did is you it, see his no, response? He said, no. "If you don't get the role, Sean, I'm ready to do a debate show with you." And it's him impersonating Skip. Bayless. Oh, cool! I, I love it. Is it. that where's that on? It's on your. It's on the on res- my timeline. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's no. on your big Twitter that only eight people see. Yeah, right. it's yeah. eight people. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Wow. And I did, I mean, what I say makes his pitch. No, I don't have a pitch. I would have come stronger with the pitch. Hey, he sucks. Let me go in and do it. <laughs> no, it was just kind of a, a, a throwaway comment for fun. Skip spelled backwards is. Is, is <laughs> Sean kicked his ass. No. <laughs> it's picks. Yeah. Skip spelled backwards is picks. That's funny stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, who else, who could replace Shannon Sharp? That's. Yeah, it will be interesting. That's why I said go out and audition some of those. Like you mentioned, the Reddicks of the yeah. world. Somebody out there has got a strong opinion, yeah. male or female. I'll tell you who'd be good. You want to know who'd be good? I'll go tell you break. real quick. Is, uh, no, no, no. no. Save right. it. Right. Yeah. Besides Sean Salisbury, right? Well, they, they, right. You know, old, old white guy. <laughs> old average white guy. We'll right. continue this discussion next. Sports Talk 790. Cash in on incredible deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. It is iHeartRadio Access Day where we give you access like never before. Over 700 deals and experiences today only. Like spending the day with Dan Patrick and the Danettes in the Man Cave. Meet up with Ryan Seacrest in Vegas at our 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Or you can even attend a live broadcast of The Herd with Colin Coward. These deals are only available today at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. Share and James Dean is fine for me. So how you gonna do it? I'm gonna trade 
All right, outside of Sean Salisbury replacing uh, Skip. Uh, Don't start those Shannon rumors, Sharp. dude. It's not happening. My he choice. Just wants to be a big rock star. I want to be a big rock star. Yeah. What? That's not Creed. What's the other group's name? Sounds That's Nickelback, like? bro. Nickelback. There Come you on. go. Don't disrespect the back. Don't do it. Don't disrespect. Oh, rock star. Don't disrespect Creed. Yeah. Cut his hair and change his name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, rock so I guess star. You're, I want to be a rock star. Where is That's the, Fox, the Fox Sports Radio and right. Fox Sports? Right in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. uh, Studio City. So you're headed west, west, huh? No. Okay. Not Ed West, I just young signed, man. I just signed a, you been I'm just about to sign a 42-year deal here. Oh, but nice. California's uh, full of whiskey, women, and gold. There you go. Women no. And gold. I'm not. I right. was a, it was like all done time. It was just like Dude, for if fun. the Post reported it, it's true. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Nobody asked me if it was true. I just said I'd like a one-day audition to battle. Skip. That's all. Move that needle, and it would move that needle. I, that I that part I do guarantee. Now, yeah. well, you asked me who it would be. I would yeah. take Mina Kimes. I would consider her. Her contract was up. Now I don't know. Listen, she's really clever. I'm talking about if you're going to go outside the box, which is female battle and a male on those shows. We don't see it enough. Nope. She's clever. She's smart. She's going to be in high demand if she hasn't re-signed with ESPN yet. Maybe she has, and her agent agreed. But there, there are people, I've already seen posts of people saying, no, 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 we want her. No, 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 we want her. So I would imagine there's people in line. I can tell you this, though. If you're thinking outside the box, she can stand toe-to-toe with Skip Bayless. If, in fact, she wanted to do, I don't know if she'd want to do that debate show every day, but she's pretty. she's really clever and she's extremely smart. In all sports, and I love her opinion, and I, I think that if you're thinking outside the box and you say, well, is that outside the box thing? And of course it is, because name me a debate show where a woman battles a man. Uh, every day, the horn? I'm talking about every day, one-on-one. No, you don't have that. Right, really, so if you're yeah. thinking outside the box with somebody who could handle it, yeah. well, she can handle it now, I assure you, but I would, over the summer, when you're not in any rush, this is an important hire, because Shannon and him, regardless, had good banter. Whether you whether you liked it or not, it was good banter for those two. It well, they were in. You're talking about seven years of it, right? Eight years of it. So, take the whole summer audition one week. Give a person every day for a week, twelve different of them. There, you can find twelve great candidates. Go, let's see what they got. Yeah. And then bring us that show, and let's see who. And I would imagine the truth is, with the money he makes, you know who's going to handpick that more than and somebody said it on Twitter. Skip. Skip's probably going to be yeah. the one handpicking who he wants to battle, so he can. Keep that upper hand, which I, I understand because the show started with him. That's why they recruited right. him away. Yeah, so I've got uh, a list here, and this is from uh, For the Win, a part of USA Today Sports. Number one, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Number two, Nick Wright, who is already a part of Fox Sports. Here's number three. Y'all ready for this one? Yeah. Kendrick Perkins. Oh, God. Could you imagine? I, I, well, Kendrick Perkins can barely give a basketball take. I can't imagine him trying to talk about football or any other sport. I don't think he watch. I mean, he probably does, but I feel like he doesn't watch or analyze any other sports. I've never heard him give an opinion on anything outside basketball. What did he say? Didn't he say something about Steph Curry? Don't you have that yeah, audio, Ryan? He did. And while I'm grabbing that, yeah. I did want to mention I, uh, Sean's buddies at the New York Post uh, had wrote an article back in February about Mina oh, Kimes and said Mina Kimes is the biggest NFL TV free agent this offseason. There you go. Her contract is up. She should crack into seven figures when all is said and done. Uh, so right now she's not making seven figures, and it doesn't say... I get why she hasn't yet, but she should now. Right. She's one of the best females in the business. She could experience the biggest jump in pay to earn what many of her male peers make. And, I, and she started as a writer at ESPN. Yeah, she's really, really smart, and I, and she's clever, and she's funny. 
and she's intelligent. But when I say that, oh, she deserves, I mean, she deserves to be paid higher. We shouldn't even just compare her to females. She's clever enough that this is, I mean, and she's an interesting listen. So her male counterparts, I mean, she brings it like they do. So instead of saying, well, she should be paid like the top females. Why do you have to pay her like the top females? Why can't you pay her like the top talent? Yeah. And I think she really is talented. Now, I don't know if they're going to go there, but you were asking. Put it this way. If I was auditioning a half a, a half a dozen to a dozen people and her contract was up and ESPN let her at this stage or she you know, is like a free agent where she's not working anywhere right now waiting to sign somewhere, I'd, I'd have her come in for a week-long audition. Yeah, why not? Would they not <laughs> renew her because they don't have a place for her? Or oh, is she no, on they, NFL Live every day? They, yeah, not every day, but there's she's so versatile. There's plenty of places for her. I don't think they want to lose her, but if I'm her... Considering the, the the landscape, take the payday. Well, damn right. And if they're not willing to, I mean, listen, Pat McAfee's popular and getting a lot of money, and they went and got him away, even though they've like seven hundred layoffs. But in order to keep great talent, and you hate to see anybody lose their job, but you want to keep great talent, you got to pay the Mina Kimes or those type Pat McAfee's of the world, and she's become one of their more versatile top talents. She's an easy listen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Well, this is Kendrick Perkins' uh, demo tape. Steve Day, with all due respect, Steph Curry is the worst player to ever play the game of basketball. I mean, sure, he scored 32 last game, but my man Luca got a 40-piece, and then he pulled down eight biscuits and threw in some extra sauces. Okay? Your man Steph is too short. The boy needs a ladder to comb his own hair. That's the demo tape, huh? There you go. Wow, okay. Not bad. Could happen. Uh, some other Could names happen. on this list. Chad Johnson. I'm just going to run through them real quick. Chad Johnson, He's Ray energetic. Lewis, Scotty yeah. Pippen, Ugh. Marcellus Wiley, Tom Brady. That's probably what's going to be. Is Marcus Spears not on that list? No, not that I'm seeing. I could see Spears. Yeah, he's under contract, though, at ESPN. Don't get Pippen. Jesus, don't get Pippen. No, he's Listen, I joke around about it, but if you're going to audition those names you just named, I got to get mines. You should. Just an audition. I don't think they want two basic white guys, though, man. There's nothing basic about this white boy. But they can't. I may be white boy, but I ain't stupid. You ain't stupid, right? Who's the first white guy you said? Me. No, no. Oh, Mad sorry. Dog Russo. No, yeah, dude, Mad Dog Russo and Skip Bayless. I mean, they literally look the same. They do look the same. They, they look like brothers. Do. Yeah, they look like, yeah, related. So there's yeah, no way. The question should... is, does Mad Dog want to fly, live in L.A. as a New York guy? No, hell no. no. Right. He's he's a hardcore New York Where guy. Where am I going to get a slice of pizza at yeah. five in the morning? Hey, what are you is... doing? Where's yeah. the what pizza? About, what, about, what about Dave Portnoy? Well, I doubt he's <laughs> he's going to be cut out for uh, TV. Uh, but people, but he 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 and Skip would have some I can only imagine. battles. But you, yeah, you'd have to keep your what finger on the dump button for I a lot of say, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not getting and make it. I'm not get, bring me along, dude. I'll rap chords. I was one of the. Do they bring back? Do they bring? Do they ever bring back the guy who was the original? You know, John Clayton. Do we ever bring back that? And not with John Clay, but that was the original. Yeah, four downs. So let's go. We, that we, was you? I th- no. Oh, I okay. can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. No, it was John is what it was. Right. He was the star. John Clayton. I'll, I'll stand by that. He made four downs. But I, I'm, I'm obviously joking on my part. But there's people. You, if you're going to give Scottie Pippen an audition, can I have one? Just for a day. I, yeah, I don't even need a week. Just give me two to three hours one day. That's all I want. And it's not for anything other than to walk off there, grab a championship belt, yep. put it around my waist, say, Skip, enjoy whoever you choose. Uh-huh. I got mines. <clears throat> I got there mines. You, go. huh? you feel me, dog? Yeah, I mean, I'll carry Just your one. suit. Matter of fact, you guys come with me. We'll I'll go there and we'll head to a Dodger game after. Okay. Fair enough? 
Yeah. Well, I want to go see the Angels. Okay, we can go to Angels, Dodgers, Padres. Well, as long as it's not that weird, like, anti-whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? The What are the sisters that day? I don't, think, I don't think that's happening that game. Yeah, I think okay. we got a different the game. That okay, we're going yeah, the game we're going to. What are they during, called? The, during the one-day audition. Yeah, Sisters of <laughs> sure. Sledge or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Sister got... Sledge was a group. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we're going bad. to bring your dog to the park day or something. Okay, so we're bringing Sean. That's our dog. Yeah. Chad would be funny to have on there, but why Chad not addition? There's a lot of, you know what? You have the luxury to bring them to your studio to Los Angeles and mm-hmm. and, and audition a bunch of those people. I got my peeps right here. There you go. One go, all go. Let's just put it that way. One stay, all stay. That's Ryan, what kind of team we are. It up, dude. I would say uh, the, of all the candidates we've said, my two favorites are Mina Kimes and Sean Salisbury. I'd Maybe me and I should just go off and do our own. Yeah. But, but time it around this, I'll right? So it. we still do our morning show. What'd you say? I'll produce it. Of course you will. Yeah. There's no other producer we'd have. Right, you probably man. want someone qualified, but I'll do it. When we know who else we'd add as the mediator. Brian Lalima. There it is. Yeah, you know he why? Be, he could be because the you be the, you, yoga you're the pants. yoga pants, <laughs> ego, you know, tough so, guy. social t- media tough guy. Yeah, yeah Twitter it, tough man. guy. Yeah. Perfect for that mix. It there is. you go. Show's set. Let's go. And then we'll and still the be doing six sh- to ten here. Right. And the national shows love talking the Cowboys, Brian, so you could poop on the Cowboys yeah, all you and want. And then we'll come nice. back and do all our local six to ten to keep right. our peeps right here while we're doing relevant, too. A little bit of everything. And people will be upset. That I played at a small division school, division three school that's about the size of a McDonald's in college. Yeah, maybe right. an in and out. It's okay. Yeah, yeah at least give us an, or, yeah, or a, you know maybe even a subway. Yeah, Subways maybe. are a little bit bigger these yeah, days. Maybe what? A burger. Oh, One of those too. No free ads. No free ads. Sorry. No free ads. Hey, uh, CJ Stroud at OTAs practicing with the number ones. He spoke with NBC Sports talking about his wide receivers. What did he say? We'll hear the audio. Top of the hour next on the Sean Salisbury Show. This is the all-new Sean Salisbury Show. 9 a.m. here in Houston, Texas. Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show. Final hour. Got the Astros, Angels, 7-10 first pitch tonight at Minute Maid Park. Fromber Valdez on the mound. 6 o'clock, the on-deck show starts right here on your home for Astros baseball. Sports Talk 7. I need the NBA Finals game number one tonight. Monty Williams, the new head coach for the Pistons. He's going to be signing the largest coaching deal in NBA history. We start this hour talking about the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud running the number ones at OTAs. And he spoke with NBC Sports, and he talked about some of the wide receivers, and this is what he had to say. Uh, ceiling's real high. Last one for me. Uh, the rumor is that uh, you went to, after you got drafted by the Texans, you went to the Texans brass and said, hey, go get me Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Go draft Tank Dell. Uh, so is that true? And uh, why Tank Dell? What uh, did you see in Tank that you wanted to make sure he was your teammate? Yeah, Tank is a, not only an amazing player, amazing person as well. Um, and I knew that we had moved up to get Will. Um, and, of course, I, uh, Jackson, I thought me and him would go 2-12. and 12, But when they moved up, I was super happy because I wanted Will, too. Like, yeah. I just, Will was amazing uh, in the process. I got to meet him a couple times. And it was just really helpful for me to have somebody like Will around. And um, I got to talk to Nick, our GM, and he was asking me some questions about Tank. He was like, do you like him? I was like, yeah, I love him. Like, he's a great route runner, good dude, uh, can catch really well. He's a big radius, fast guy, can take the top off. 
And I was like, yeah, like, um, I'll be happy with that. So he was like, call him. So I called Tank and chopped it up. And uh, he was hoping that to go to the Texans. And then Nick gave him the call probably like uh, a couple hours later. And then he, he ended up becoming the Texans. So it was kind of cool. That's, that's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you guys hook up early and often for the Texans. Uh, talking about Tank Dell right here from uh, the University of Houston. One of the best route runners in that draft. And he's now a Houston Texan. Oh, well, we know he's going to be an electric player. Yeah. He really is. And uh, gives you, you know, do you guys think, how, I wonder how versatile he can take the top off. And you heard C.J. Stroud talk about a big catch radius, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that Bobby Slowick, with a guy with speed, who's versatile? I know where you're going with this. That you think, this is our Debo Samuel. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do, too. Yeah. I think now... Listen, we talk about it. Everybody says, why didn't everybody do that? Well, those guys, are, if they were easy to find, guess what everybody do? Just like a guy throws at 105 and, and can't pitch three innings, you'd make him your closer, right? <clears throat> this guy is a phenomenal skill set. I got to believe that when you drafted him where you drafted him, you're thinking versatile, mismatch problems, use him in a bunch of different ways. And then find out, like during these OTAs, okay, we're, can we slot, run him out of the backfield, motion him here, toss him one once in a while, put him on the outside, dominant on the inside, run away. I mean, a lot of different ways to get him to football. It appears, and especially judging from what Stroud says about him, and then from watching him here that we've had him in this city, and knowing where they're coming from. Listen, we all are creatures of habit and success. We all copy what's good. Football is built on copying. You did that great last year. I want to do what you do. Oh, Lamar Jackson's great with RPO and inside zone. Guess what? Let's find a guy who can do it like that, and we're going to teach that. Or let's expand this offense. So here we are, and he's like, okay, what's the closest thing we can get early? Let's get that guy. Home run hitter is versatile. And if you're Bobby Sloak and D'Amico Ryan's, listen, success begat success. So we had some success doing it with this guy. They didn't know Debo was going to be who Debo is when they drafted him. They put him and found out, dude, this guy can take on five different hats. He's, 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 a, he's a, you know, the jack of all trades and a master of a few of them. Guy's a really good player. So this may give you, and I know that I'm one, I've taken in the past this head coach or that coordinator, if I was putting an offense and I want part of what they do. I want part of this. So if you're the 49ers and you've had success with that and that's what Bobby Slowick does, that versatility adds to help your play calling. Why the hell wouldn't you go get a guy that you felt could do that? I think they think he can. And I also think with other dynamic players that you have, like the, one of the guys that I'm looking forward to watching develop is Nico Collins. Can he turn it's into time for a, another level? Right, exactly. Can he elevate his game? Yep. And then also Damian Pierce coming into his second year, and then you've got Devin Singletary to, to compliment him in the backfield. Like this offense is going to look completely different than what we saw. Oh, it needs to. I mean, oh, it for sure definitely needs to. And <clears throat> with the West Coast offense, if you will, with Bobby Slowick, D'Amico Ryan's obviously being the head coach, but I just I just feel like with what these some of these playmakers could do, and another guy, John Mechie. Full on healthy, ready to go when the the season starts. If that's the way it's going to be, then that's just adding another weapon. It's a lot of youth, well, but still, if I mean, damn, if Schultz 
is who and he's not been. to mention Paulton Schultz as the tight end. If Pierce takes it to another level as running back, and I think he can't. Matter of fact, he's going to be put in a situation. He had no idea how good it's going to feel to be put in an offensive, creative situation coming from San Francisco as opposed to what he's been in and still played well. Right. When you take that and you take about the expansion of an offense, it'll be more versatile. If Schultz is who he's been in Dallas, if Nico Collins is who we expected when we drafted him, if John Mechie, who, was, who would have been a first-round pick had he not got hurt at the time, it plays like a first-round pick. Um, and the offensive line with four number ones playing up there. Is it four first-round picks on the offensive line now? Is that what it is? Yeah. Shaq Mason was a first-round pick when he before he when he came in the league, or was he not? I, I don't know, but he's was been he a, a fourth-round guy. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. But they've got minimum of three starters that are first-round picks on the offensive line, and Shaq Mason, who is a hell of a free agent, gets. So you've got. Yeah, he was a fourth-round. There you guy, go. So but a, but a, but a Pro Bowl type player. But is still, my he's point. a guy that plays right. eighty, ninety percent. That's of the exactly year. right. So. You get those guys up front. Yeah, Kenny yeah, Green first rounder, uh, Titus Howard first rounder, and, Tunsil. and then Tunsil first rounder. You're getting a bunch of guys. You're, you're getting a team that not only looks different on paper, but the versatility automatically is different. And this team could be a really good receiving core, or we still are shy. And yeah. then if Robert Woods adds some veteran stuff before he got hurt in Los Angeles, Woods was a good player. Remember when he got hurt and blew it out, and they went out mm-hmm. and got what was it? Odell Beckham, yeah, I think. Yeah, got Beckham. And so. And he didn't get to play in that Super Bowl. But Robert Woods, while older, you don't expect great season, but those type of guys can be helpful yeah. and contribute. And so it's, it not only could look a lot different, but it should play a lot different, too. Yeah. And, and it really should. When you, when you think about like veteran wide receivers, like one of the names that I always think of is like Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's always kind of that safety guy, safety blanket for whatever offense he's a part of. I think Robert Woods is going to bring so much more to the table as a veteran wide receiver than Randall Cobb. He's seen a lot. He's right. seen explosive Sean McVay offense. He's been on teams that haven't been explosive. He's played big-time football. He brings veteran leadership here. And a guy who I think at this stage of his career knows what his role is. And he could be a really, really... And, you know, you may get something sneaky at him because he was a really good other guy, when I say other guy, because he wasn't Cooper Cup, right? right. He's been a good player, so I'm anxious to see how they deploy him and and how this offense works coming out. And the whole key is an aggressive approach. Playing smart, but aggressive. Yeah. I can't stand teams that go into it that before the season even starts, their personnel or the coach staff says, here's how we're going to play this. We're going to play it close to the vest and play defense. No, we're going to play it close to the vest when necessary. We're going to play defense, and we are going to kick your ass with the way we are going to attack you offensively. I've always felt like in order to beat better teams, you got to do something different. And when you just can't line up and go toe-to-toe, if you're fighting a heavyweight and you're a middleweight, you're going to fight him toe-to-toe, or you're going to move around and do a bunch of different stuff to confuse him. Yeah, you got to do different. Right, and then you get to a point where you want to punch. With their, you, they, they, you're playing Derrick Henry. Well, we got to fight back and punch back, right? So, to me, you can create mismatches with creativity, and we have lacked that here. And I think that you're going to see different strokes when it comes to creativity here. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying... You know that they're going to win the division, but damn, just the optimism alone is is so much higher than what we're used to. And I'll give you the what's the old cliche? Why not us? Right? Are you convinced that Jacksonville's a dominant team right now? They they've got into now not dominant. They no. got a great court. They can be. They're on. They're taking the steps that these Texans want to take. Right? The last two years where they've drafted, they've got a quarterback. 
But are you sure they're are they a twelve and five team going from eight and nine? No. We'll see. I think they're the best team in the division, but like I said, we are a couple years removed from the Tennessee Titans as the number one seed in the AFC, and right now we don't even know if they can line up with a sufficient offense. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, because they're going to run, uh, what's his name, King Henry. with uh, Derek Into Henry. the ground. Into the ground, yeah. Of course they are. Because they don't trust Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, and then you got the two guys behind him. Apparently Will Levis is struggling at OTAs. You, don't, you still don't even know what you got in Malik Willis. So it's Tannehill's job to lose, clearly, but who knows what he's going to bring to the table. It's going to be, so the, the old why not us, what if they happen to play better and you get rookie of the year production from both Will Anderson and CJ Stroud. Yeah. You, now what? Not to mention you got Derek Stingley, you've got Jalen Petrie. I yeah, mean they're, they're they're pretty good. The bro. optimism is a little bit higher these days. Uh, it's a little bit higher than it's been for a minute. Yeah. You went dude, you went different strokes. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks, you know what I mean? I did. I didn't even have to finish the saying well, you, didn't, you know what I meant. You get it. You need yeah. That's maybe the kids are saying dude, you should you should go to Fox Sports one. No, I shouldn't. Dude get can we get him a Ryan Ryan Ryan, see you later. I hey. got, I'm, I'm right here. I would love to go one day to <laughs> maybe maybe mop a little floor with it. One more day with you. One more, yeah. Get right, Diamond one Rail. One day. Yeah, Ryan, can you? I'm here. I'm I'm alive. I'm not going anywhere. Hey, right Ryan, here. can you call your agent and get Sean uh, an interview, please? Yeah, I've already. I don't want an interview. I've been just in an audition. We're Matter working fact, on a book deal as well. Okay. They could call and say, Sean, you know, you're not going to get the gig. Just come here. We want to see how you just what it's like to be around Skip. Okay, Skip. Just just one. I don't care about the rest mm. of them. Mm-hmm. So okay. there you go. But hey, 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 if they want to change the show time to fit into this schedule, mm-hmm. I bid. Let's do it. Otherwise, it's not happening. And if they, and if you do get the job, they can just change it to two basic white guys. Why are you getting? Yes. Yeah. With some flavor. Right. Why do you guys keep saying if you get the job? I'm not. This is not a plan. Okay. Well, it's, it's the. There's shit, no plan. Dude, it's the gotta, if that's if that's the, the case, my agent would need to call dude, them and do all right. Okay. Well, oh, hey. so we are moving the needle towards the narrative. Correct. Gotcha. Yes. Right. All right. Right. I got you. you guys run with that. We'll one. have Ryan's agent reach out to your agent. His people reach out to your people. It's Maybe the we'll saltine sit- versus the cracker. Sean versus Skip. Skipper. <laughs> why? Why you guys got to make it about skin color? versus. Why? Why you guys got to make it about two average white guys? Saltine versus Club, the Cracker Showdown. <laughs> Next. On Next. On Get Up. On Get Up. It sounds like, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a monster truck ad. It does. And, yeah. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Monster truck. Yeah. No doubt about it. It was brought to you by Red Bull. Yeah. Yep. Why is DeAndre Hopkins trending on Twitter right now? That's next on Get Up. <laughs> it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. He tr- it's yeah, apparent it's true. that it's true. he should be the lead every day the rest of his life on sports. Welcome here from Pier 57 in New York. Aaron Rodgers still not practicing. Is he done with the Jets? Next on Get Up. What is wrong with you? I love Greedy, dude. That's how he does. I love, I love Greedy, though. <laughs> he sits like a bitch. Yeah, love, whoa, whoa. So don't, you can't sorry, talk dude. about yeah, my right. friend like that. That's my bad, dude. I'm sorry. Well, apologize out loud. The pair got out of the cage and went a little nuts <laughs> yeah, right there. You, did. The post you lost yourself. Dude, you lost yourself did, in your movie, in, did, in your role. Did the Post you post, did post what? Yeah, Post put out an article that said Sean Salisbury's co-host hates Mike Greedy. Greenberg from yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude, your people are on it. Quick! 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 Get up! Hey, there's a lot of rumors about DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans. We'll discuss those next on Sports Talk 790. It's iHeartRadio Access Day. Check out the deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. This is Sports Talk 790, and it's iHeartRadio Access Day. We've got over 700 deals and experiences today only where we give you access like never before iHeartRadioAccessDay.com and Mattress Mac, 
is afraid of heights in Houston. Only you can help him. Mac is sleeping in the bell tower at the Gallery Furniture headquarters on I-45 North between Tidwell and Parker, 200 feet above the ground. He won't come down until he sells 10,000 Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Today only, he is throwing in a $500 Gallery Furniture gift card that you can spend on anything. Buy a Tempur-Pedic mattress and help get Mac off the tower today, plus local delivery today as well. And you can also... Have your chance to check out a virtual bachelor party co-host by Fox Sports Radio's Covina and Rich. These deals are only available today at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. One more day. One more day. One more time. One more sunset, baby. I'd be. All I know is we have got to get a team karaoke night. I know what it would do. I know what it would be. No. What would it do? We'd be missing you one more day. Missing still or missing you one more day? I think it's wishing for one more day. Wishing instead of missing. Wishing. Yeah, yeah that's right. One more day. Wishing still one more day with you, right? That's how it is? Yeah. Nice job, Rhino. I'll do what I can. That's what would happen if we'd have a team karaoke night. I'd be wishing for one more karaoke night with you. I love karaoke nights with you guys. We need to have one. It's going to be tough when you go to California. Yeah, it is. You dude. guys are so stupid. <laughs> when you move to L.A., man, like, what are we going to do? Uh, well, what Brian, is wrong? What, what happened now, to you Brian? So What's that? Be, I said, Brian, you have haters now. Look, we man, might be okay. Look, all I know is they don't boo nobodies. Right. Okay. So you uh, that's a good. Who, whose line was that? Somebody yeah. used that. I think it's a, that's John a good Wayne, line. Yeah. yeah, I like that. John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be. It's good old Clint Eastwood line right there. Yeah. Right. That's a. That that's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. no. One more day. I believe. <laughs> uh, I believe it was Reggie Jackson that said. Yeah, they, Reginald Martinez Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you might be right. I've heard yeah, I, I just want to know why people like like one of the things that I've noticed is th- all thanks to Sean is oh, when people great. do do give me a little uh, you know a little, little uh, I can't say the word what is it crap flack yeah uh, they go straight to the yoga pants yeah and I did he wears yoga pants I did it with love dude, we I all wear joggers man joggers yoga pants yeah dude thing. Sean yeah. you're in joggers right now oh these are golf pants, oh don't but they're fool little, anybody they're golf pants but they fit like. Right, joggers, yeah, yeah. golf, they joggers. Do. All right, man. Yeah. But, you know, I'm with you, you, brother. You started the narrative that I wear yoga pants and oh, it's just taking really? the city yeah, well, by storm. Really? Now, now it's my fault. Yeah. The city can't stop. They can, dude. Can't stop, won't stop. Because they're yeah. addicted to the shindig, you know? Exactly. Unbelievable, man. Pathetic. I know it is. I'm, I'm just, just kidding. Haters, man. Yeah, it's okay, man. If they, then you know what? If I'm going to get credit for you having your first out loud hater, <laughs> then I'll take it because it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, man. It's a good thing. I, just, I hope Jason's having a good day today. God, you're lucky. Man. God. Hope he's having a good day. Let's get Ryan at one. I, I got to get some more stupid takes or something. I got to do I, whoa, something. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is, are, you so, are you saying whoa, I have stupid yeah, takes? Yeah, whoa, whoa. No, 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 that no, was no, a no, word no, that whoa. come from. What I mean is I got to start doing You can do it. I got to start doing something. Like, Brian, you attack the Cowboys fans. Not right. Fans. You know what I mean? I got to do something to get somebody riled up. Well, oh, I would attack, say attack an Astros player like Mald- Maldonado or Yuli. I, but I got to like former player. I got to no. criticize a good one. Though, no, right? you could criticize Yuli 
and people will hate you, especially okay, in the so city. Yuli Maldi, and maybe what, no, what not Maldi. Could, no, no, no. People hate on Maldi already. Oh, okay. So no, no. Yuli. If I could find a way to oh, insult Jordan, you think I? No, I got one for. Oh yeah, I got one for you. What's that? How about uh, tell uh, people that Altuve, no shot at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Overrated. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Say that one and watch people. You want to get people fired up locally? Yeah. Oh, dude, you don't want to do that. You could also. we know it's not true, and that would be a hot take because nobody believes that. But go run with that one. You could. If you want to piss somebody off outside the market, then... There's Talk a lot. There's, that's an easy way to do that. Right. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. You could also, Ryan, if you want to keep it local. Got to keep so it You could local. also say that Adam Everett was the best shortstop in Astros history. Interesting. Yeah. See, that's not fair. Carlos Correa, oh. not there. Yeah. Jeremy oh. Pena, doesn't Ooh. matter. Nope. Oh. Nope. Adam Everett. You guys probably Pretty don't even remember Adam Everett. Yeah, sure do. <clears throat> That'll get some people fired up. Yeah, it will. Yeah, I don't know, Ryan. We'll get you That's there, the though. That's the goal, Ryan. So, Ryan, you're looking for more haters, is what you're saying. I just want to know that I made it, you know? Yeah. That'll get you to arrive. <sighs> Congratulations, Brian. It's like a GPS to success. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Haters. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, we'll guide you there, dude. Don't you worry. All right. Stay yeah, tuned. We will, we will get it. Yeah, stay tuned, Rhino. All right? Just yeah. keep your head up. Adapt, adjust. Start hating on people, and uh, people will hate on you, I guess. Yes. Apparently. Yes. I'm just, yes. Or you can just be a Twitter tough guy. I don't know. No, well, I mean, you got I am, both. I am not tough on Twitter. That's the problem. Yeah, neither am I. I'm like the, I'm the farthest thing from trolling. I don't troll people. Yeah. Well, trolling tr- tough are different. I retweet they? 90% of the stuff anyway. I don't even, I very rarely tweet these days. Are retweets not a, not an endorsement? They're not an endorsement. You got to make they sure. They are not an endorsement. Why do you have, why do we have to even make sure of that? I retweeted it. So what? You can either like it or you can't, right? right? Why do I have to qualify it? I was you hoping that was dog? Jason that called in, but it's not. Hey, so. you're, well, you're you're like you're hunting. You know what you're doing? You're not hunting a strike. You're not hunting strikes. You're hunting Jason. I'm hunting. No, no. I'm hunting t- fastball, baby. You're hunting fastballs. Uh, you're not hunting your pitch. You're hunting fastballs, or you're yeah. hunting Jason. I'm hunting fastballs. You're hunting fastballs. Yeah. Middle, middle. I want to ambush a middle, middle fastball. Nothing like a good yeah. ambush on a fastball. Gil wants to talk Astros shortstops. Let's go. Somebody. What's up, Gil? Does anybody remember Dickie Thon before he got hit in the face? Absolutely. Who's that, Sean? Yep. Yes, that's Sean. Of course, the young guys don't know nothing about Dickie Dunn, do they? Dickie who? Ask them. I don't. I'm not going to speak for them. <laughs> D- Dickie Dunn or Thumb? Dickie Thon? Oh, Dickie yeah, Thon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's not my aunt's Thong. uncle's brother's cousin's nephew. Yeah. No, oh, Dickie Thon. Hold on, man. Dickie Thon. T H O N. I got to Google. Wait, Hold his on. Name, wait, his last name's Long. Get your mind out of the gutter. Dickie Long. His name's his oh, last name's God. Long. The fact, the fact that you two, the fact that you two, <laughs> like the fact that you two grew up here and don't oh, know how God. to, don't know Dickie Thon is baffling. Here we go, uncle's Hold on, cousin's neighbor. I know he only played in Houston one, two, three, four, five, six years. Six big oh, years. Only though. do you remember the big event that, that prevented his career Hold from on, taking bring, off? Bring Gil back. What, what's Gil? What? Okay, Dickie Thon yeah. got him in the face. Then what? And that was about it. It ruined his career. Yes. He, he was one of the. He was he was hitting twenty bombs when a lot of shortstop didn't hit twenty bombs. He was uh, in let's the Astrodome. See. Yeah, in he the hit, Astrodome. He hit twenty bombs in nineteen eighty three. Six years prior to me being yeah. born. But oh, so that means you shouldn't know. Let's that. see. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, shouldn't know. Eighty. He, wow. he started his Houston. Hold on. Hold on. He started his his career in Houston in eighty one. And he okay. left Houston in 87, two years prior to me being born. Ryan wouldn't even have thought at that point. Do you know who uh, Nolan? That, you know that's who, an excuse. 
Right. Do you know who? Yeah. If, I said, if I said, do you know who no Cesar Cedeno is? Out, you know who Cesar Cedeno is, right? No, I don't. Never, never heard of him? Yes. yes, I've heard of Cesar Cedeno. Okay. No, no, we're kidding. But he was before you. I know you are, but I'm playing along with us. Come on. Come on. Quit being a Twitter. Quit being a social media radio. Uh, Appreciate the call, Gil. Well, Gil, great You went Dickie Thawne on our ass. I didn't. He did. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You said Dickie Thong. Are you? No, no, no. I said thaw, uh, Thumb. Oh, oh Thumb. Ryan said Long. Thong. Yeah. Look, Ryan's choking up over yeah. there. Yeah. yeah Dickie Thawne. Thawne. Yeah. yeah. Dickie Thawne. Yeah, he did. He took a shot to the face gonna, and it changed his career. Right. Are they going to let you talk about Dickie Thawne in, at Fox Sports? I hope so. Why do, guys, why, why do you guys? Why do you guys have you guys already negotiated a contract too? What's yeah. the A? We're moving times. We're going to move there. this time frame too. What? What? Yeah. What's the A topic going to be? Aaron Rodgers. Is <laughs> 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 Lamar Jackson have something to prove this year? Gosh, is Anthony Davis got a chance to be the most talented player on the Lakers? What is it? Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Um, Aaron Rodgers has missed like you know a couple of practices, OTAs here, and like the headline on Get Up was literally like, "What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? Will he ever walk again?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, got like it's, a calf strain. It's, it's, it's true though. Sadly, it's crazy. It's and what show is that on? That's on a Get Up. <laughs> Gosh, that, you are so. You know how they call people. Up to fifty-seven Pierre. You know when they like when Jim Carrey goes out there. Sometimes you'll call him an overactor, right? Yeah, because he really it. stresses everything. Right. When you're like going mean? after Greek, you're like, yeah, yeah. It's like that's not how he sounds. That's, that's but exactly it's funny it. as hell. I love that's what you're saying. Greedy'd probably laugh at it. That is, man. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe one day, you know, maybe yeah. we'll interview him and I'll just bring him in. Yeah, and say next on the Sean Salisbury show, Mike Greenberg from Get Up. Dude, he would probably come. He'd probably <laughs> come like, back and say, "He would send me a text during the commercial break while he's on hold, saying, Sean, who who's that guy? <laughs> what is what, who's he trying to impersonate? Uh, you, you, no. you, Greeny. Yeah, I, uh, you know some uh, takeaways from the OTAs yesterday. D'Amico Ryan says it was very eye opening on how. On it, C.J. Stroud was. It's a good compliment coming out of the box. C.J. Stroud was today making calls, and or yesterday making making the calls and having a handle on the offense. Wow. Love it. And that's huge. That's that. Well, remember what I said why I like OTAs uh-huh. showing up? What did I say? Did I say... Did any, at any point in time, did you see D'Amico right there? You're talking about talk about how he threw a curl route or how he threw a go route? No. Uh-huh. What's he talking about? How he grasped and how, how eye-opening and how what? Uh, on it and, and running the offense. Goes with the... Yeah, like verbiage and things like that. Oh, so like I said, I don't <laughs> right, care yeah. if they ever throw a ball at OTAs, but I'd like everybody there because you know what? With the new system, new coaching staff, everything and the expectations, teammates watching you. Getting through the mental part gives you an advantage that you that you wouldn't get if you don't should, that you don't get if you don't show up veteran or not because it's really you should almost treat it as a rookie because it's a new system. Right. That's just the way I look at it. Now, for some, they don't. For me, I would be there, and C.J. Stroud's obviously impressed the coaching staff quickly, and not at no time did D'Amico Ryan's right there say, "Yeah, man, the way he throws the ball, we know he throws it." He's talking about command of how you lead a team. Grasp an offense, get him in and out of the huddle, and know where to throw it and when to throw it. Yeah, not yeah. the result. The rest will come. He's a good enough player to get results. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go to break and continue to talk about the Texans and their OTAs next on the Sean Salisbury Show. 
iHeartRadio Access Day is here, giving you amazing access at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. Segments left here on the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. You can also listen to us on the free iHeartRadio app. Astros open up a series against the Angels. 7-10 first pitch. 6 o'clock on deck show. Starts right here on your home for Astros Baseball Sports Talk 790. Ties game one of four against the Angels. NBA Finals game one tonight. Monty Williams is going to be the new head coach for the Detroit Pistons. Largest coaching deal in NBA history. And Shannon Sharp leaving Fox Sports 1 after the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, Some Rockets coaching news as well. M.A. Udoka eyeing James Borrega as a lead assistant. He was a uh, former former Hornets coach and uh, interviewed for the head coaching position here in Houston as well as, I believe, a couple other places. And apparently, according to Ari Alexander, uh... What's his name? Ime Adoka has his eyes on three of his former assistants in Boston. So Yudoka might be stacking the staff over here. There we go. That's pretty, okay. pretty sweet. Okay. Pretty sweet. Do him and D'Amico Ryans have something to prove as big name first year coaches? Sean? I want that local The answer up. would be absolutely yes. Oh. Mm, yes. But when we say something to prove, the reason why they won't have anything to prove is because right now, we're still rebuilding it, mm-hmm. so we don't have those expectations. We just yeah. wanted to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, based on the moves and the optimism, it really feels like both teams are trying to get out of rebuild mode. Now, granted, they're both probably not going to be amazing this year. I mean, the Texans obviously have the better chance of overperforming and surprising us to me than the Rockets do, but it really feels like both of them are trying to get out of the rebuild and get competitive yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, you mean not picking in the top three or four picks in, in the next yes. couple of years. No That's question about it. That's a better way it. to put it. Yeah. I agree, 100%. It's great when you get them. You just don't want to live there. Right. So that means you're not good for too long, and you go then, then then you don't get to keep your job if you're the coach or the GM. Right. So they got to fix it. Do you think? I like where they're headed, though. I think, it, could we be headed to... Uh, a year where we see all three major sports programs or sports organizations here in the city as top teams in this city. <clears throat> yeah, I absolutely think, not. I would say to do that. Not the next Astros, year. I'm saying in order to five do years. that. I think in order to do that, that means the Astros would have to continue to be good for another five years. I'm not saying they can. It's just that would be what 11 years of being like one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. Let me put it a little bit more. Let me focus it down a little bit more. Okay. On this. Okay. What has a better chance of happening? The Astros miss the playoffs in the next five years, or both the Rockets and the Texans win their divisions? Mm. What has a better chance of happening? Yes. Oof. Oh, gosh. I, I, uh, See, now I that say makes the, you think some, right? I would say, I would the, say Texans Because you gave Rockets. it the five-year You gave me the five-year yeah, five. range. Because one year, if you ask, are, bull, are all of them headed towards success? The answer is no. Building towards success, yes. Yeah. Now, in football, it seems to come quicker because one team's in last place, and next year you're winning a division. seems to happen a lot. NBA, based on superstars and some vet, they, they, I would agree that the Rockets are the furthest away mm-hmm. on this team. Yet, you sit there and say Jabari and Jalen and, and Adnu Doka. I mean, they're headed in the right direction, I believe. So I'll ask you again, judging from what you know now, mm. will the Texans and Rockets win their divisions? 
or will the Astros miss the playoffs in the next five years? What's more apt to happen, more likely to happen? Call me crazy, but I'm leaning towards uh, Rockets and Texans winning their division. Now, granted, the NBA divisions basically mean nothing, but in their division are the Mavericks, the Spurs, and oh, I'm drawing a blank on who the other one is. But the uh, Thunder? I want to say Memphis. It could Memphis be the Thunder. Thunder. Could be. Let me check. But anyway, I would say. What, what was your question, Rhino? I'm answering your question. I know, but what was you? You were talking about who's in the uh, in the Rockets there, division? Like, in the it's NBA, Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. In their division. Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. So between those four other teams, I mean, the Rockets could be better than those four teams. I mean, your biggest competition to me is Dallas because you never know what New Orleans is going to do. I mean, technically, New Orleans is better than us. But again, is Zion ever going to play again? All right. Now, let me make it easier. I said win the division for those two, right? Right. Now, let me ask you, how about just make the playoffs? Those two or the Astros miss the playoffs in the next five years. Well, what's more likely to playoffs happen? Playoffs is easier for NBA because, again, division and basketball is meaningless. Because the Mavericks can win the division, right. Rockets can still make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying it'll be tougher to win the division, right. Because you got to get more wins. You got to go through a lot of tough, uh, tougher just to get into the playoffs. I'm talking about. I would say Texans, Texans, and Rockets. Because I mean, unless the Astros crumble here in the next five years, I can't see them missing see, the playoffs. That's to me. I think that in the next five years, you could have all three make the playoffs. Yeah. Before I would have the because the window for the Astros. Is, is, is wide open. Right. So I don't see them missing out on the playoffs or crumbling any time in the next five years. And the leadership at the top is getting so much better here with the Rockets and Texans. And I like the talent they're building. I would take the one where the Astros still make the playoffs, but that the Texans and Rockets both make the playoffs before the Astros fall on their ass. That's what I think. Yeah, I just, in what world, I guess... Would the Astros not make the playoffs in the next five years? Just with all the talent that they have, yeah, and the pitching staff that they have. Now, depend. You know, you could make a case. Well, how long is Dusty Baker going to manage? Signed a one-year deal. Then who's going to be the manager after him? Is it going to be Joe Espada? I mean, I know that's we're just talking. I've heard that future, conversation but, for six years now. Right. Is it Joe Espada? Is it Joe? I mean, I, I don't know if he's the if he's the manager and waiting. I, w- I wouldn't hold our breath because it just. I mean. If they win a World Series and you're dusty and you're still having fun and you're healthy, why would you retire? You wouldn't. You're having a blast. You like winning. You like being around the fellas. You've been in baseball for five-plus decades when it comes to coaching and managing. Why leave? Now, if they lose, the question is, will the Astros say, let's just it's time you know, to move on. It's time to move on. And, and you have the option. You can just say you want to retire or we're going to move on to another manager or Meaning if they lose in the American League Championship Series, or is that enough from Jim Crane to say, hey, listen, man, and Dana Brown, we got to the ALCS again with all these injuries. Dusty did a good job. Let's keep him here. I think the decision will come down to Dusty, not Jim Crane. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. And I think that if they win, which I think they're going to, maybe Dusty goes one more after this. But if he's having a blast and winning... I don't know about you. You quitting to do something that you love doing and keeps you young and you're having fun? No, he was out of baseball. And you're getting paid? And he got back into it, so why would he want to leave it? Yeah, he's having a... Dude, dude, being around those fellas every day, now it's a grind. But if you love the grind, it's not... You don't consider it work. You consider it getting to do what you love to do. Everybody gets tired. But if it's me, and I, I, I've always said, I work as long as I can. I don't Retirement doesn't... 
that doesn't fit my plans. Yeah, intrigue you. Yeah, based at on, all. Based on Dusty's mannerisms, I feel like his biggest like painstaking task is having to answer questions every day. Just right. having to deal with the media. Not that the media is rude to him or difficult. It's just that's but the prob- scheduled part of it every day, right? right? Every it's day a grind. answering the same questions. I feel like that wears on him the most. It I seems agree. like everything else he enjoys. Agree. Loves to win. I don't think the travel bothers him because it's cool and going in. Dusty, think how many friendships he's made in every city he goes. Buddies and all of, hey, man, I'm going to see you. And if it wasn't for baseball, guess what you wouldn't do? Like, for instance, you play a day game and you're not playing again until the following night. And Dusty's in Pittsburgh. And he's got a buddy there that used to, that used to play ball with him. And it's like, what other job, what other can you have to where you get a, a 24 hours before your next game? And then you're, you're playing a game. If you're sitting at home, you know what we all do? We say, yeah, I'll come visit you, and you never visit. You know, you'll do that. What other place can you go to see friends in between, stay focused on your job, play baseball, go to the ballpark, all the fun things, be around the guys, get paid to do it, and you win? I agree with you, Rhino. I think that the, the, the biggest nuisance, and not that the media is nuisance, but the, to have to do it every day, the media, it's a nuisance for them, too, I'm sure. Yeah. You think they want to? I don't think guys want to every day keep asking, well, what are we going to do with this injury when you know that the guy's not ready? So they're doing their job, too. It's a grind on anybody. You're right. I don't think the game's a grind on Dusty. I think Dusty loves that part. It's all the other stuff. But i be honest with you, if he wins, why would you leave? Why would you leave? I don't think Unless you would. want to travel around and see your grandkids all the time. I get that right, part. You have a son that's in the minor leagues. Yeah, I get it. But if you're having a blast, getting paid to do it, and love being around it, then they make them... I'm not going anywhere as long as I got a contract coming. Right? right. Yeah. You love doing it. How many times do your guys retire and say, man, I wish I wouldn't retire. I want to do something else. And then they go do something else, and you know what they say? Or they do nothing. I don't think Dusty wants to play 36 holes of golf seven days a week. That, that would wear on me, too. That just sounds brutal to yeah. me. So I think uh, we're in pretty good hands here. The Astros got a big window, and it is wide open to keep winning, and right. that's obvious. Fromber Valdez on the mound tonight for the Astros. Trying to get back in the win column. We'll take a look at his start next. To end the show on the Sean Salisbury Show. 24 hours of experiences and incredible deals at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. And we're here on Sports Talk 790 KBME iHeartRadio Access Day is today where we give you access like never before. Over 700 deals and experiences today only. You can find them at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. We got a couple of different ones. Attend a live broadcast of The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Spend the day with Dan Patrick and the Danettes in the Man Cave. Win a one-year subscription to iHeartRadio All Access and so many different deals. And you can find them only available today at iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. I can tell you this. If you go yeah. into Dan and the Danettes, you're not going to get cheated out of fun. Yeah. Have a blast. You guys want to go? Yes. Yeah. We can't win it, though. Are they in New York? Connecticut. Or in LA? Connecticut. Connecticut. What part of Connecticut? Milford, I believe. Milford. Uh, we can get a get a train, go down to New York, catch a game, be a blast. Yeah, no, you, there's so many great gigs with this uh, with our access, uh, the iHeartRadio Access Day. Yeah, go to dot com. Yep, part of that iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. There's a lot of great. Unbelievable! You said seven hundred of them, right? Over seven hundred deals and experiences. Yeah, only available today. I can speak from experience. You'll have a blast with Dan and the Danette. So if you're if you're into that one or any of the other seven hundred, there's some deals on here that are off the charts. Yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of great 
great things. So There's a cool lot stuff. of stuff going on. Check it cool out, iHeartRadioAccessDay.com. Uh, Milford, Connecticut, huh? Yep. Mm. Got a lot of family in Connecticut. I might be able to do that. Yep. Ready? Let's Are go. you? Let's go. Well, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Milford, Connecticut, or you just want to wait till we go to Los Angeles? Or you go to Los Angeles, sorry. What are you talking? What do you mean? What narrative are you creating? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just reporting Ryan, the facts. Ryan, Say can it, you I'm... report the facts, please? <laughs> That's exactly right. Cricket it up. There you go. There you go. Okay, fine. No, God! No, that's what that's please, one of, no. That's one of my favorites of all time. I love that. No, but uh, yeah, the narrative is Sean is. See you later. See you later. <laughs> I'm not going to Fox to to work alongside of Skip Bayless. Okay, Skip, huh, Skip, Skip. Yeah, no. You sure? I I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm just saying, man. The New York Post reported it. You know it's true. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Skip. <laughs> My favorite one is when that comedian does does uh, what's his name? Um, Big Perk. That's that's one of my favorites. With all due respect, <laughs> Steph Curry is the worst player to ever play the game of basketball. There you go. That is so. That, that's spot on. Spot his on. voice is spot on, man. Yep. And the take is terrible, which is spot on for Perk. I gotta love <laughs> yeah, that. sounds perfect. <laughs> perfect. Right? Uh, did you guys see what Vlad Guerrero Jr. had to do last night? What he had to do? Yes. No, I did not. What did he have to do? Caught a ground ball at first. Ball gets stuck in his web of his glove, and he had to throw the glove over. Nice. It no seems way. like we get a couple of those every yeah. year, right? Yeah. He threw his glove? He did, yeah. Missed and it. And got the out. Wow. I got the out. It's a good laugh. Snog, sna- snogged, snagged a hot ground ball off the bat of outfielder Christian Yelich. Got stuck in the webbing. Threw the glove over. You had a little pull down the first base side. Is yeah. that what it was? Boom. Threw, they threw it, it over little, or just dropped it off? No. Well, he, he, yeah, had to throw PFP. it because he could have just stood on the base and it would have been an out. A little with the PFP glove on. play. Stands for pitcher yeah. field and practice for those that don't get know. Get down the line. Don't step and on the base and get stepped on. Tossed the inside. The, yep. He tossed the glove to the pitcher. Nice. Nice little uh, option pitch, right? Yeah, Richards caught it. Love it, man, dude. Watching the video here, backhand. Yeah, that thing's in there. Good catch by Richards. Caught it like a uh, like a DeAndre Hopkins is going like to a little, CJ like a little like a little curl dig route. Yeah, little dig route down low, make the catch. Yeah, that's what you do if you're playing. You're, you'll make a play. Yeah, damn right I will. I said, you're, pants, my, you're, you're, you're my Cooper Cup. Yeah, let me, let me line up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, line up. Let me see it, Char. Give me your inside leg up. My bad. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. That, yeah. No, yeah, no. They, yeah. 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 I'm on the. You're on the right slot, right? Oh. Yeah. You're on the right slot. No, you're right. There you go. Oh, you want you all there? Yeah. Nice. You idiot. Right. Oh, return motion. <laughs> Seal it off the edge. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're doing. Really nice. Should have had the one bad man with jam. Should have had our uh, video up for that one. It's a good. Uh, hey, I love yeah, how no you. No vids today. Dude, you went. That's right. It's, it's iHeartRadio. You went what right. we call yap motion. Okay. To and from. Right. Return and then pretend like you're going the flat. Right. Put your foot in the ground, peeled back, and sealed crack off back. the edge. Yeah. Give me a crack back, but not below the waist. Seal right. off the edge. Hey. We're playing off you, dude. We're running toss sweep. Seal it. Right. I like your style. Yeah, man. man. Really, and technique was flawless. I mean, you, you put me on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you put me on the uh, on the whiteboard. X's and O's. I'm your guy. Not even close. I love a good whiteboard conversation. Yeah, yeah especially on the, the last, last chance Q. Yep. Yeah, what are you going to be able to, like, when it comes to last chance Q and relevant and other stuff, like, is Fox Sports going to put that in your contract? Yeah, or? how are you going to manage that? How are you going to manage that? 
Listen, I love you too, too much to leave. Okay. <laughs> you got good <laughs> happen. Ryan crying, dude. Hang in there, Rhino. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> That's such a pathetic cry. What is that? <laughs> oh, do crying. you just Google like like? Do you have what's the this soundboard look like? This dude's got more access to crap that I've ever seen. It's classic. What's in there? It's uh, well, you'd be surprised what's in the production folder at this place, man. They just everything carries over. So this is like sound effects for the last twenty years. Mm. That is so. That's such a pathetic cry, isn't it? Yeah, that one's labeled "crying woman." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love so, it. Yeah, love we have a good time. It. Yeah, we like to have fun around here, you know? Yeah, Just a little. Yeah, Framber Valdez on the game tonight, or uh, on the mound tonight for the Astros. Yeah, what's the analysis? Here? Yeah, what do you got? Who's he going against? Is it Otani? No. Okay. No. Because normally him and Otani, since they're like the two aces, they normally go head-to-head, but uh, no, not tonight. I got two of a kind working no, you know, Otani, on what's full a, Otani, Saturday or Sunday? What do you see? Otani? Let's call him Tawny or Otani? Let's check it out. Sean? I call him Tawny. I call him the best, most unique player we've ever seen. Never. It's not even close. This guy's hitting 175 foot home runs. Otani. Leading the lead. Doesn't he lead the league in strikeouts? Otani tomorrow night, Friday night. Oh, nice. Friday night lights against Christian Javier. Does he lead the league in strikeouts? Let's check it out. Oh, as a pitcher or average per game, whatever, like nine a game or something? I thought it was over that. Maybe it is. It's just stupid. You can't be the best at both, can you? Yeah, so like oh, Ryan said, on. it is Shohei on Friday. Tonight is Reed Detmers. Yep, really Reed good. Detmers. Good pitcher. 0 for 4 this year, 4.93 ERA. But uh, you but know. he was a good rookie. Sleepy. Detmers was when he Shohei, started out. He's got some game. Shohei Better is, than his record. Yep. Shohei Otani is third in K's per nine at 12.5. You know who's leading the way? Oh, um, I do actually. Oh. No, per go. nine innings? Yeah. Per nine? Start American League, National League. National League. It's, uh... <laughs> Wait I read these numbers. All right, go ahead. It's Spencer not... Strider. Oh. Strider, that's right. Uh, yeah. He's averaging 15 strikeouts per nine. Yeah, he is... Disgusting. Phenomenally good. Five and two with a 2-9 ERA. Where'd he play his college ball? Um, All these questions. SEC guy, I think. Is he? I, can't. I mean, he strided right. <laughs> Clemson into, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. No, that's ACC. Damn, close. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah, ACC. ACC. Clemson, yeah. Clemson Tigers. Hmm. Drafted by the Atlanta Braves in the fourth round of the 2020 draft. What a get. A fourth round get. Yes. And he's mowing people down. Yeah, he's pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah. He's mid. He's mid. What and year was he Otani? drafted? 2020. 2020. Made his debut in 21. Yeah, he's pretty. He good. flew through. That's one of the guys that. Uh, that's one of the players that uh, Dana Brown had a hand in. He is yep. a Taurus, and his favorite book is The Giving Tree. Is there anything else you need to know about him? I know he's good. Otani, you said, is in third with ninety strikeouts. Is that right? Yeah, twelve and a half. I'm just. I was doing the K's per nine. K per, per nine. nine. Yeah. Yep. Twelve and a half for Otani. You got uh, Hunter Green for the Cincinnati Reds. Twelve point nine strikeouts per nine. Yeah. Too he bad, can, dude. Reds, I've watched him. So. He can. You talking about a guy? He can ramp it up there too. Now, I was watching him pitch the other day. He's Hunter Green's really good. And then you got Otani, who hits two more home runs yesterday. What's he at? Fourteen or fifteen or something now? Thirteen. Let's see. And now, in averaging, you know, like you said, that many strikeouts per nine innings. He's five and so. one on the mound. And offensively, well, 
I forgot I got to. They don't even ones. have it up. I mean. Yeah. We get the point. Oh, here we He's, go. Let me, let me fix it. Guys, Adding. it's good to have him in town. Big series for the Astros. Yeah. Big four-game series. It really is. For both teams, 15 actually. home runs for Shohei. 15. Hit two yesterday. Yeah. Yep, the Angels are behind us by three games, and we're three games behind the Rangers. That's in the AL West. Wow. This is an important series for the start of June. It really is. Yep. There you go. It's June 1st, by the way. Good to be with you guys. June 1st, yeah. Just let us know about Fox Sports. I'll keep you guys guys informed. Yeah, because if we have to do a joint interview, we can wear, like, matching tuxedos and all that. You guys want to do maybe maybe do a a conference call, let you guys be in on the call? Yeah, have your people talk to our people. We'll let you know. If you got time. Correct. I mean, if you can can fit me in. Yeah, Scott Boris, just contact him. He'll handle my contract. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. My guy is uh, Drew Rosenhaus. All right, got you both. Yeah. Yep. So just let those guys know. All right. All right we'll Thanks. do. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, appreciate you. Have a great, yeah. have a bitch in summer. Thanks, Thanks for getting us an we interview. Will, yeah, we will see you at the beach. I look forward to it. That's Sean Salisbury. for Santa Monica. There we go. <laughs> Santa Monica. There we go. Sean Salisbury, Ryan Money, I am Brian Lima. Thank you for listening. We're back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., but don't go anywhere. Next up with Stan Norfleet, Chris Cordy is coming up next right here on Sports Talk 790.